This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO Rock. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts. Fire up the ignition and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. Hey, everybody. WFO Radio Ignition is back on the air. That's right. Another pod for the podcast fans out there. Audio only. WFO audience listening in the WFO mobile app that is free for iOS and Android. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Overcast. Google, Amazon. Hey, Alexa, subscribe to WFO Radio Podcast. Oh, yes, we're all of those places. And I'm sure we have a whole bunch of new listeners, first-time listeners. I'll tell you why. I, You know, I, I like there's those commercials. I don't even know what it's for. I guess it's an, an insurance company for homeowners that are becoming their parents. Everybody knows that, right? If you're a homeowner becoming your parents and the guy's out there, he's polishing his garbage cans and all of that. And that's me. So I'm about to tell you about something I saw on 60 Minutes last night. You know, after the football games, 60 Minutes comes on. Do I watch news programs? Like what kind of person watches news programs to like learn about stuff? I do. I do. I always like 60 Minutes. I watch 60 Minutes, but they're not always good. Sometimes they're like bio pieces and, you know, you're getting a detail about somebody. Last night, they did a special on the National Ignition Facility. And the word ignition got said publicly like on 60 Minutes 50 million times. And so anyone that's searching 60 Minutes or they probably wrote some stories, I'm hoping Somewhere, somebody accidentally found the Ignition podcast and is listening for the very first time. So what's up, 60 Minutes viewer? I know you're looking for information on the National Ignition Laboratory and Fusion, and we'll talk about that. That's definitely WFO. That's something that we kicked around a little bit a couple of weeks ago. That's not the sole purpose of our show, but maybe it's a happy accident, right? You just found it. Why not stick around, National Ignition Facility Searcher? And check out our show. We like motorsports. We're going to be talking about the Chili Bowl Nationals. We're going to be talking about that. Logan Seeley getting the big win. Going to talk about the Engine Performance Expo, where I was this past weekend, and all the great stuff that we did out there. Going to be talking about the NFL and the big playoff games and the Miami Dolphins, baby. Woo! Dolphins came within three points of winning the game. Isn't that great? We're still losers. We're still going home. But uh, I feel good. I feel like the folks in Dolphin Land are entertained, if nothing else. There's some big, bad, terrible things that came out of it. But uh, it's a learning experience. And, uh, you know, they weren't going all the way this year. So they definitely learned a lot more than if they had just gotten whooped. And so that's good. Uh, games are happening as we speak. We'll be talking about that as we bring on Giovanni in Miami and Sue Morris and the rest of the Patreon co-hosts. But first... Let me tell you about the people who make it possible for me to go WFO and tick through our great sponsors. These are people in the motorsports world that you may need right now. And if you do, that's great. Call them up. But down the road, if you need them, remember that they sponsor this great show. And uh, hopefully you'll want to use them like the folks at Foggit. 
talking about Gary Stinnett's new product. Spoke with Gary at the Engine Performance Expo. We talked a little bit about Foggit. I've got two cans coming my way. And this is for protecting your high-performance racing engine. Fogging it down after you use the racing engine. You're going to put it away for the night. You don't want damage in your engine. But also, it works for firearms. It was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a highest level rust inhibitor cleaner product. Firearms. Everybody out there has got a firearm and you have your, your products. Fog it rapidly becoming a favorite among the folks in drag racing, motorsports who also have firearms. FTI performance transmissions. You like what I'm doing there? I'm trying to expand the audience, right? The potential pool of people who are going to buy a can of fog it. How many people have race cars? How many people have firearms? Just saying. FTI performance transmissions and torque converters, power glides, of course, big power for the street, the track, wherever you're racing. If you want to make your transmission game as good as is possible, FTIperformance.com. Total seal piston rings, the leader in ring seal technology. Yeah, we do a lot of engine stuff here on this show. Total seal, Lake Speed was on fire. He was on fire out there at the Engine Performance Expo. I learned so much. His dad's engine gained 300 horsepower with a change of piston rings and a new hone and various other moves. But still, it was just ginormous gains thanks to the folks at Total Seal. So if you're building an engine, if you're rebuilding an engine, if you're getting rings for the first time, if you have a project you're going to work on, make Total Seal your first call, not your last call. Phillips Connect, these guys on board. This is for fleets of trucks, fleets of trucks, keeping them safe, keeping them connected, monitoring all the different things on the trucks. Phillips-connect.com. And if you have got a fleet of trucks and you're interested, I can put you together and get you hooked up in the right way. Email me, joe at wforadio.com. And then there's Bernie's Speed Shop. Bernie's. Josh Hart posting pictures of a GT40 that they just acquired in their inventory. Amazing bernies.com check out their inventory they're buying they're selling they do consignment they do frame off restorations check out bernies a little later on in the show i'll tell you about samtech.edu the school of automotive machinists and technology something i'm very passionate about right now frank hawley's drag racing school marvin rodax coffee and grills.com something that we're all uh, hopelessly uh in need of each day at the start i tried to go with no coffee the other day i tried an experiment it didn't work. Rodaxcoffeeandgrills.com, 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. And then our Patreon co-hosts. We picked up three Patreons as we are doing our membership January. And we picked up two one-year full-season Patreons, which is great. Welcome to uh, Sly Cat and welcome to Rat Tornow. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming on for the full year. And other people are welcome to join for the year. Like we're going to make it a big deal with tomorrow, the first ever record session of Hear It From Heiner. Pro Stock Insider Michael Heiner going to answer questions from WFO Patreons. And I've already got a whole bunch of questions queued up from the Patreons. I'm going to record with Heiner. We're going to post to Patreon. And that is going to be a Patreon-specific show. And I will give Michael Heiner a T-shirt or something for his participation. It's going to be great, guys. Super excited about everything. Plus, we got Alan Reinhardt, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, Tuesday, Wednesday. What do we have Wednesday? White Alligator Racing. Driver Rider Announcements Season Preview. 
Thursday. What do we got Thursday? We have got Jimmy Hidalgo, Jr., Stock Eliminator World Champion. We got Bob Locke, Super Gas World Champion, 1 at 12, 1 at 4. It's a big week on WFO, and if you check out our social media, you'll notice that I have already created all of those shows. I'm trying something new, trying to like plan ahead, post the shows super early, days in advance, so people on Facebook can find the events and follow the events and get prepared and get reminded. Will it work? I don't know. Let's bring on Giovanni in Miami. What's up, Giovanni? All right. Well, that's three in a row. The mic has not been muted. Ah, oh, we got a streak. And I'm, on, I'm on a roll. You're on a roll. He's rolling. And Sue Morris. Yo, WFO, what's happening? What's it? What shirt are you wearing, Sue? I have one of my favorite WFO shirts on. This is the 10-year anniversary. The, WFO. the WFO is just so big. I didn't realize it was that big. That's a cool one. Yeah, this is like my favorite one, I have to tell you. You, well, you got to bring that is, one back out. Well, I, I spoke with uh, Hot Rod Randy Lynn uh, just a little while ago, and we're going to have a conversation. And as much as the T Public store is great and WFO merch is on sale on a regular basis and we're creating new stuff, that is the perfect shirt to be in, you know, available at the track. A lot of people love it. It is a great shirt, and we're going to bring it back. Awesome. We're going to bring it back. Is that the one I, with the caricature of you in the back? Yeah, it's the caricature in the back, the whole deal. Yeah, he's hanging out the car with yeah, the microphone. You pay for the artwork, right? You pay for the artwork, and you pay to have the artwork rendered, and then you only make one run of shirts. That's dumb. Yeah. You got to make, make You got to make another. Exactly. Right. The and question, it's the perfect spot at the track. It's the best spot to sell it. Yeah, well, exactly. The you got two year anniversary edition of the ten year anniversary. <laughs> well, just take the ten year part off, right? <laughs> just take the ten year part off. Just you can you can modify the artwork, right? Right, no, right. You could just leave it the anniversary edition. <laughs> the anniversary edition, like there's a whole bunch of possibilities. Put it out here. every year, right? It's the same. <laughs> Excellent job, guys. But really, though, uh, since we're talking about it, right, since we're going to get into all this great stuff and have a great time tonight, and I just posted the Patreon link, so soon we'll be seeing Patreon co-hosts uh, come on there. Uh, I got problems. I'm fighting computer issues here in the WFO studio. I don't know why. Uh, I'm, you know, it happens every once in a while. Computers slow down. And that's kind of what's happening, but we're fighting through it, at least on my end, hopefully, for one more day. Uh, if we were to get cut off in the show, we're to end right now. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Don't forget Marvin Rodak, Frank Hawley, Sam Tech, Bernie's, Phillips, Foggett, Total Seal, all these guys, Phillips Connect, always helping out WFO FTI performance. But I think we'll hang in there, frankly. I think we'll hang in there. Which is it of these three choices? I'm going to give Sue and Geo the final say. Ready? Choice A, do nothing. Leave it, the 10th anniversary shirt, and let people just buy it and say 10th anniversary. Nobody knows what year we're in. And more importantly, nobody cares. So that will be option one called just send it. The easiest option with the least amount of work and trouble for Randy Lynn. Secondary option is take out 10th anniversary. And just erase that and just have it be what it is without the 10th anniversary and just that shirt lasts forever. And those people who got the 10th anniversary t-shirt, they can keep it and hold it and look at it and touch it and rub it. And everybody else just gets a regular one. And that's it. That is option two, minor modification. And then, uh, you know, geo, the middle thing with the two year 10th anniversary anniversary. No, whatever. that was a joke. That was not an actual. So what do you no. say? Just send it or go through the trouble of removing 10th anniversary. 
Mine's I think the easiest thing is to send it. <laughs> oh, see now? Okay, that's a tie. I that's think we should played rock, paper, scissors on that one. <laughs> Try it, you know, you gotta, that's my fault. I, you know, I know that you have to have three people when you're going to do that. We had the absence of a quorum. And so <laughs> we were unable to come to a decision. That's that's fine. That's fine. Sue Chili Bowl Nationals, Logan CV, uh wins the race, drives for Kevin Swindell. I will be honest with everybody, as much as I love the Chili Bowl, um, I did not get to partake. I was in a hotel room. I did not have flow. My internet was crappy. Uh, I was doing engine performance expo stuff. I know you guys watched all week. Logan wins. He had uh, been to the A main a couple of times, had only finished in the top five once. And so this is a dream come true for a young racer and to do it for Kevin Swindell, who is a four-time winner, but had a bad crash a few years ago at the Knoxville nationals as an owner, you know, he's got four as a driver and now he's got one as an owner. Um, amazing, emotional, but give us your chili bowl nationals recap. Wow. Okay. The chili bowl nationals. Um, there was a lot that happened this week. Um, Logan CV. Yes. He ultimately was your champion. Um, he, as you mentioned, uh, he actually finished well throughout a number of the qualifiers, uh, even in the champions race, he was, he was one of the contenders at the end there for the race of champions. That was on Tuesday night. Uh, he ultimately won Friday night, uh, which got him into a guaranteed spot for the chili bowl on Saturday. And he, uh, battled for the pole and he ultimately got the pole to start the race. So, um, so he was, he was just dominant. He was a dominant force. They, they did some interviews with Kevin Swindell. I mean, they said he went out on practice and Sunday wasn't necessarily thrilled with the car. And he actually came back and, and Monday all but redid the car for him and, uh, just, just wasn't really happy with it. But, oh my goodness, you look at the performance of that car and how well it worked. Um, they were just dominant, absolute dominant force. Um, as you rolled through the week though, um, there was a local boy, uh, Hank, uh, Hank Davis, who won Tuesday night's qualifier that got him into the spot for battling for the pole. Um, Spencer Baston is who won the race of champions uh, race. That was also uh, Tuesday night. Um, and uh, your, he was fending off Macintosh, Rico Abreu, Logan, Logan Seavey was, was also in there and, and Tanner Thorson. Tanner Thorson was ultimately your number two. Uh, him and Logan were battling throughout the entire Chili Bowl race. And uh, uh, again, it was Logan that brought home the brought home the golden driller. Uh, a couple other things. Um, there was a uh, scary, scary moment that happened uh, on uh, Wednesday evening uh, with Ashton, Ashton Togerson. So uh, he actually, as he was flipping uh, in his midget, car went up, went around, and he actually came out the top of the car. So very scary incident that had happened. Uh, and to be honest, for as bad as it was, as bad as it looked, um, he was released from the hospital on Friday. And he uh, came to came to the track on Saturday, him and his father, and uh, not saying that he doesn't have injuries, and he, he has a road ahead of him of recovery, but he was walking on his own, talking, and and uh, came to the media center, but he had an absolute scary, scary crash. It was, it was very scary. I, and, uh, you know, it's talk about witnessing a miracle. I think we all witnessed a miracle, those that you were watching, uh, if you were watching the cover coverage that night. 
Um, so, but of course, in the racing so, world, so the racing thing, goes on, right? The thing that the thing that's crazy is that, and and Sue sent me a photograph uh, of the deal, and I was just stunned absolutely stunned like he he just came out the top and i'm like well what do you mean and he was like just on the track and then there's like yeah he's, he's on the track he came out the top like mm -hmm. that's amazing like so fortunate to have survived that like whatever the injury or whatever he's got going on um he's lucky he's blessed it's amazing that he was able to survive yes yes and um you know, I and and even going back to them, they're they're like, don't you remember? Did you tighten your belts? Did you? And you know, everything goes back to yes, they remember cinching his belts down, but it's going to be one of those. I I hope we find out what happened, right? I mean, um, I think some of the sometimes, um, you know, after incidents, we're not always great at coming back after the fact to let people know what failed or what went, you know, what what could have been done to prevent it or what do we need to do to fix it? So. Uh, I am optimistic that, um, you know, as some time goes by, that maybe they'll be able to figure out uh, what happened, because if that does happen again, I don't know if the next person would be as as fortunate yeah. uh, as as Ashton was. So you come um, out the top of the car, you're sitting on the track. Um, that's amazing. That's yeah. just amazing. Lucky. So fortunate. Very much. Very much. So. Um, but after after his crash, the racing went on that evening, and Rico Abreu ended up winning uh, winning that qualifier on Wednesday night. Uh, and uh, ultimately, after that race, he actually took the uh, little golden driller to uh, um, to Ashton's room, and uh, a he dedicated the race to him, but b also he went to his his uh, hospital room to uh, try to go visit him and and at least try to do something to uh, lift his spirits up. Um, and check on them. So uh, there was a lot of a lot of uh, heartfelt reach outs to Ashton. And, um, you know, if you have flow and you get a chance, uh, go check out the interview from the media center with uh, Ashton and his father. Um, they were very grateful for all the reach outs. So um, if you think that people don't pay attention to them and, and listen to them, you're wrong. They do. And it, it does actually mean something. So uh, they were they were grateful for all the heartfelt prayers and thanks and everything. So, um, but going back to the race, the chili bowl, it was, it was, a, it was an exciting race. Um, they were battling to the end. Uh, as I, as I mentioned, it was, uh, Logan, uh, he got first place, uh, fo followed by, uh, Tanner Thorson, um, which for Tanner, he was, if you remember, he was actually the champion last year. Yes. Um, which, but no, so here's the thing. We on WFO radio, because of the Northwest Nitro fanatics, Craig Thorson went through this whole exercise of becoming friendly with Tanner Thorson. And we had him on the show and we had a great relationship and he was a Toyota driver and he ran with Keith Coons and all of that stuff. Then he got into a terrible road highway accident. Or we all remember that. And where was I for the Chili Bowl last year? Like, I just don't recall making a giant deal about Tanner Thorson winning the chili bowl. And I don't know why it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. Any idea? Anybody remember? Did we just gloss over it? Did we not talk the chili bowl? It just doesn't make sense because we love Tanner Thorson. And that would have been like a crowning achievement in the WFO history. Like we picked this guy out of nowhere, man, out of the choir, out of nothing. And he goes on and wins the chili bowl. That's amazing. And we, you know, missed the opportunity. And here he is. He almost goes back to back. Yep. 
And, and this year, not only was he driver, but he was also an owner. And this was a first for him, being a car owner and driver. Amazing. So. Congratulations, Tanner. Sorry we missed you last year. Maybe we talked about it. I didn't mention it and make a big deal. But I just don't recall uh, using his great success to my own benefit. That You think I would have remembered that, right? I, yeah, I, I think we might have to go, go back and check out the show. What did we have going on last year at this time after the Chili Bowl? Had to have been something. Something was happening. Yeah, or we just did a terrible job. That's possible, too. That's. That I mean, be. I would take the responsibility all on myself. <laughs> But it's possible we just missed it. Like, yeah, no, I, you know, Costello had something go wrong with the car of the day and was complaining about something. Like, I guess Tanner, <laughs> hey, a year late. Congratulations. Congrats. So, well, fan favorite, I have to say, Rico Abreu, um, late lap, uh, last lap crash, ended up dropping in 21st. He was in contention there for a while, but he dropped out. And I do have to give a shout out to one of our Northeast racers, Timmy Buckwalter, he got the Hard Charger Award, uh, finished ninth, came up uh, 14 spots. So he really, he did a great job and uh, shout out to, to Timmy Buckwalter for that. So congratulations! Um, great race, great time. Though I have to say, you know, there's times where we're watching drag racing streaming and and we, we there's, the, there's the complainers about, oh, downtime and this, that and the other thing. Oh my goodness, guys, girls, <laughs> no, <laughs> there was, there was track prep in between different, different sessions. And, and I will tell you, you know, I was so glad Flo kept the broadcast and the broadcast team together last year. It switched over to Mav and it was, it was just not the same because the, the group that they have that, that does the announcing um, is just fantastic and they keep you drawn in. Um, to the race and the action between going out to the rowdies and, um, you know, with the <laughs> one of the marshmallows. I saw some things that you guys need to take to the F1 race with you this year. They had an air horn on a <laughs> on a drill. You know? <laughs> it was oh, it was oh, really? Wild. Yeah. Yeah. What does it do? It makes the air horn go that much longer. <laughs> so. but it's on a drill like it makes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It was really. Does it go like woo, woo, woo? <laughs> like, like, it like went, what's the, no, the just, drill it do? was just a really longer. It just held that air horn sounding and kept it going. It was, it was All very. Right. I thought of you guys. I thought of you and Geo. I really did. I was. I like, plan on bringing air horns to the Formula One race again. Yeah, in twenty twenty three. So, <laughs> I'm down. You got to do it. You got to do All it. All right. We got some other Patreons out there. Bobby Graham signing in. He's got it cleaned up. Dragster Jeff is out there. And Matt in Australia was up there, but now I don't see him anymore. What's right up, again. gentlemen? How are you? Yeah. They're, they're muted. Both are muted. All right. I will tell you before they start talking and interrupt. You guys have very bad memories. All right. We did discuss Tanner Thorson. I don't know that we made a big giant hoopla and stole oh. his rained on his parade and stole all his spotlight, but we did mention it. It And so go back and listen to the show. I don't know how much fanfare, but I have very specific recollection of mentioning that Tanner won. And Joe even mentioned that, that, that we know, you know, that the Northwest Nitro Fanatics connection and everything. That's great so, news, Giovanni. Thank you very much for sharing that with me. So we well, did a great job. Stuff, but but if, I, if, I definitely remember that, man. Come on. You know, I, I I'm going to research as while you guys speak and find out what episode it was. What I'm uh, okay, excellent. Good. Well, well, just, it, it's got to be if today's January 16th, 
then it's either January 15th or January 17th. You know, Good point. If the doing failure. So the failure was not remembering what a great job that we did. That's with what it. you didn't Thank remember. You. Ah, and, 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 there you go. Yes. Ah, good news. Your memory should Woo. have been, wow, yeah, I remember what a big show we, and big hoopla we did and how we mentioned that he was a WFO driver from way back in the day. And he, Johnny Pro helped bring him on, too, I think, right? Didn't he come on the show also? No, he's he been on the show. Johnny yeah. Proceda has helped us in the past, but not last year. So no, not right. last year. He did not come on last year. No, that that would that's complete. But in the past, yeah, Tanner Thorson has past, been on WFO radio, absolutely, and he was adopted as our driver, and he went on to win the Chili Bowl and almost won back to back. That would have been, and we made a really big deal about it. Apparently, we did. We sure uh, I just did. did not do a good job of remembering what a great job. Sue, or did, had you finished up, or was there any final thoughts about the Chili Bowl? Uh, oh, the last thing is I will say with the alphabet soup. So for those of you that follow, um, Saturday was another exciting alphabet soup run. And we had a rookie by the name of Chris Carroll. Um, first time in a midget went from N from the N to the H main on Saturday. Um, and uh, which actually surpassed the current record um, for consecutive alphabet soup transfers. So that was a big deal. Um, congrats to Chris Carroll. I mean, he, he started out in one of the first mains going out. So he was probably racing at nine or so in the morning and he finished his last one around three o'clock in the afternoon. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. Seat that, time. You had a lot um, of laps. That, that's an Ironman run there. That's a total Ironman run. <laughs> oh, it looks awesome. Looks awesome. Uh, Bobby Graham says it was a tire pump powered by a cordless drill. All right. That's kind of cool. That's it. Uh, Monica's out there says it was super scary to watch Megan out there hanging out says hey gang what's up Megan welcome everybody what's up Caleb everybody that is out there on our ignition uh, audience and uh, appreciate all you guys and our new Patreons as well have joined on and I want to remind everybody uh, first of all uh, all of you guys have done a great job submitting questions for Michael Heiner I already I just got another one Wayne just kicked in one so people are responding to hear it from Heiner we're going to connect with Michael Heiner tomorrow. That's not a live thing. That's a pre-record kind of thing, and then I'll post it, and it'll be up a little bit later on in the week. I want to space out the uh, Patreon stuff. But um, it's going to be like the first new and unique show for the WFO Patreons with actual worthwhile content, I believe. An opportunity to connect with a genuine pro-stock, race-winning pro-stock crew chief and uh, ask various questions. And, you know, we'll hear it from Heiner. We'll hear what he has to say. I'm excited about it. I'm glad you guys are excited about it as well and have come up with like legit questions. Like Dragster Jeff is like, what? And exactly, guys, like this guy knows about stuff, man. So if you got a question, you know, hit it. Even if it's totally self-serving, Dragster Jeff. <laughs> I just wanted to know, you know, we have our maintenance program and it seems to work pretty well for us. We have... Uh... We have been blessed with very few engine failures over the over my career and uh, my daughter's career as well. So I must be doing something right. I was just curious about uh, some of the things that they do, you know. Life cycle of like every part in the engine. Dragster Jeff is like, well, <laughs> how many runs on this? How many runs on this? How many runs on this? So I'm going to roll all those questions into one and just say, you know, about the life cycle on various parts and pieces. And you'll probably run them down. But uh, we'll see what Michael Heiner has to say. Uh, Matt, Matt in Australia. What's up, Matt? How are things down there? G'day, guys. In the upside yeah. down. 
back in the upside down well back in australia anyway yes yes reality it's terrible <laughs> oh you're back to work uh, kinda okay <laughs> i didn't want to rush back joe you know i didn't yeah yeah too much of a shock sneak up system. on it your government mandated five-week vacation in Fiji. <laughs> Four-week. I'm sorry. He's too relaxed now, folks. That's the problem. The worst part of vacation is going back to work after it's over. So I went back yesterday, and I decided I needed today off. So I like it. I think that's I think that's smart. You know, like wow, this work stuff is for uh, the birds. Great. Let me go home and enjoy myself. Yeah. Well, no, all good. Just your way back there, Matt. Just ease it in. Ease it in. <laughs> Don't overdo it, too. Don't overdo it. So for those of you that logged on to hear the National Ignition Facility Fusion Talk, this is kind of how the show goes, and we'll definitely get into that. Uh, but, again, we encourage you to subscribe, click the bell, all of that stuff. Giovanni, where were you? You had a big thing going on this evening, right? Uh, not a big thing. We just, yeah, baseball practice. Baseball is back. That's kind yeah, of exciting. Is baseball is well, back. Well, we'll see. It's kind of there's all kind of it's a shit show going on over there. So all guys like, oh, no. There's no other way. Oh, like, oh, there is flag for man. profanity, just like that, right off the oh, top. Sorry. But who's yeah, coaching this that? though? No, yeah. no, not the, it's the 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 fields, man. Apparently they oh there's ish, there's problems with the fields. Oh, okay. Do we need to pay I don't know the whole thing. Apparently, the fields are either being in the process of being redone, or they're, or, or they're going to be, and so they're not available right now. We have to go practice somewhere else, and it's. Uh, How I'm are you not supposed to start baseball? Yeah. Whatever. So yeah. Again, so you see, it was very appropriate. I'm not. I wasn't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is. Brits down there. Yeah, up? baseball has started again, and so we were, you know, we were at it. And, uh, well, we, we last left off. The Gray was a uh, champion of his league, and so he is yeah, now we'll back. Yeah, we'll see about that. This, this this team does not look like that promising. You so, said uh, that about last year's team. I remember vividly you saying that they were terrible, and that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you, but you yeah, well, those that. guys came together, man. There was some good players on the team. They just they had like you know like kids at the coach. You were you called the coach to on the car. I don't like you didn't like his methods. I remember that very, very specifically. You didn't like the methods. You didn't like the team. You hated the kids. You thought they were wimpy. And they went. They won the title, man. They won the title. Yeah, so maybe but, you know, like let's be honest. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. Let's be honest. Go ahead. It's What's not, your big let's be honest, honest comment? Yeah, nothing. That's it. You know what? It's a new season, and let's see how it goes. All right. Ah. All right. All That's right. it. We're going to be positive. Since when is Giovanni pulling punches? You know, like who? who? <laughs> it's Little League, man. They're 12 year olds. All right. I don't, you know. Hey, you know what? You play to win the game. Hello. Right. Like that's the thing. They are, they're trying to win the game and they did. They won. They're world champions. But winning back to back is very difficult. Just ask uh, Tanner Thorson. It's very difficult. All right. So we're going to, we're going to go through this. We're going to get to the sports collision. We're going to get to all of that. Um, drive to survive coming back. That was news that came out like one minute after the show finished last week, Gio. Yeah, I think the next day actually or something, but yes, February 24th, February 24th, which is, you know, right in line where they always do it, which is, uh, the weekend right before the season starts. Cause the season is, uh, Bahrain is March 3rd, 4th and 5th. So this is the weekend right before same and, weekend uh, as the wait. March meet. There you go. That'll do it. 
Okay. <laughs> the third, yeah. fourth, and fifth, which I think is what There's is that? There's a lot going on the third, fourth, and fifth. That is the World Series of Pro Mod in Bradenton, Florida, and I will be. Uh, I believe that I'm going to be there, and um, yeah. it's also Don't the Baby Gators. Baby Gators. That's right. So Gainesville will be rocking. Bradenton will be rocking the triangle of drag racing in Florida. I don't know what Orlando speed world's got, but they'll probably have some testing going on. I have no doubt. Uh, we are going to be rocking out dragster Jeff. That's when the, that's when Bakersfield is the March meet. Yep. The, so there's uh, no, the, again, Joe Costello doesn't get to go to the March meet, but this is why, man, it's just at a bad Shut time and they should change it. They should move the March meet to like August. I'm kidding. You know, the his the history of the March meet was, they raced Pomona, and then the second race of the year, the big race, was the money race at Bakersfield, which was no points, but a team could win here and make enough money to get to Gainesville and go to the second race of the year, and that was a big deal. That's cool. Yeah. Well, no, from and now we're just me. different deal. I always ask Caps. I was like, hey, man, which do I need to go to? Do I need to go to the Hot Rod Reunion or the March Meet? He goes, Joe, you got to go to the March Meet. You got, he goes, Hot Rod Reunion is great. But he goes, you got to go to the March Meet because of the historic significance of the March Meet. You got to go. But the problem is there's so many different events, and it's usually the week before the Gator Nationals. And to go to California just days before the Gators is really uh, it's really a tough deal. Monica says she's, uh, that AJ is dying. To go to the March meet, we're we're dying to go everywhere. I agree. Yeah. I want to go to the March meet uh, one day. But yes, Drive to Survive is back. I'm super excited. But also, Britt actually uh, messaged me on Instagram just about it. Like, hey man, Drive to Survive, and I'm like, yeah, Drive to Survive. What does it mean? It means we're gonna get the inside look at the failures Ferrari F1. Like, it's gonna be incredible. What are you most excited for? And drive to survive. The failures of Mercedes. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to be interesting with the new car and the porpoising. Remember all yeah, that? Yeah, boy, they had a lot of trouble early. They, uh, they they came on strong at the end. That's going to be an interesting deal. Yeah, we yeah. uh, want to definitely want to see like some of the some of that uh, what was going on the infighting between. I guess what what when uh, when Charles wrecked and all that stuff, you know what was going on back there behind the scenes, the the Red Bull situation. They had a couple of uh, what was it at Monaco, Red Bull where they had the the incident that uh, Max thinks that Sergio wrecked them on purpose so that so that he wouldn't be on the pole. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Right, let's see that kind of stuff. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff. All the back, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be a great way to 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 look back at last season and uh, fresh memory on all that stuff. Right before, well, I guess right at the beginning of the season with uh, the the Haas F1 lost their sponsorship. That was, yeah, that's, that was yeah. week one, right away. Well, the Russians, the whole Russian thing, whole Russian yeah. thing, yeah. And K-Mag coming back. Oh, my gosh. There's so much stuff. K-Mag, right. by the way, set for hand surgery ahead of the 2023 season. So that's going to be a bit of an issue. Remember, we've got Nico Hulkenberg for Haas F1. So a lot to be excited about in the Formula One deal. And since we're going to hear it from Heiner uh, later on in the week, I do want to remind everybody, Michael Heiner is very Formula One knowledgeable and has a direct 
connection with Owen Wells, who works at uh, AlphaTauri. And they have conversations on a regular basis. I met Owen at PRI. I don't think you were there for that moment, Sue, but it was like right before you came over to the Total Seal booth. And so we talked a little Formula One and he gave me a little bit of insight. It was crazy to hear his take on being on the tour. And it's just like my take about being on the tour. Like once you go to 10 races, you're just going to a racetrack and doing your job. And it's not like this big, amazing thing. And uh, it was just interesting to hear. So you may ask Formula One questions of Michael Heiner as well. And I believe you will get a really good answer. Um, technical stuff. Like he's up on that. That's his hobby, right? Like geeking out on high tech F1 stuff. Britt says, I'm excited for Daniel Ricardo to come back. There you go. Me too, Matt. Britt. I like Danny. Yep. Megan says, TR3 2024, please. It's just an Aussie thing. <laughs> Obviously not. Like, you know, the ladies seem to love Daniel Ricardo. Why? Why do you how, think? How can you not, not like Daniel? No, Come I'm on. like, I just don't. He, he loves Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. He's great. Dale Earnhardt fan. Yeah. I got to say, though, he kind of sullied himself with the drinking out of the shoe. Can't get over it. Yeah. Too gross. Yeah. 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 Right. I, I mean, I, I give him credit, but ugh. everybody agrees. We love Daniel Ricardo. He's the greatest. When it, it's alcohol. It cleans the shoe up. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Depends on oh. whose shoe, too. I, I think it was his own shoe. It was his own. It was his, but still. You know, it's yeah. race First worn. Time. You know, it's. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that shoe bacteria could kill the alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> After a day of racing. But uh, Magnuson, not going to be able to do the 24 hours of Daytona uh, because he's going to undergo surgery on his left hand prior to the 2023 campaign. Uh, so Magnuson out for the 24 hours of the Daytona. Uh, he was signed up to drive the MDK Motorsport Porsche 911 GT3 along his father, Jan. But uh, he's going to be out. That is a bit of a bummer. Yes, got the 24 hours of Daytona coming up. His race season is really getting rolling. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. What does everybody think about the Andretti Cadillac news? I think we touched on it a little bit last week, or maybe we didn't. But did. it's kind of funny. Uh, after a week of excitement, like, I don't know. I feel like Haas F1 is being slightly disrespected by the American fan base. That they're so all in with Andretti Cadillac. But what about Haas, man? They've put, they've had a, I would call it a strong effort. To oh, this I point. think so too. Those guys are good, and I, I, I want to see them do better. But uh, I think there's enough room for another team on the grid. Yeah, and three races in America now. Yeah, we should definitely have four American cars out there. If one was calling itself a Cadillac, that would be incredible. I just. I personally still find that a little hard to believe. You're awful, awfully negative now, Joe. I mean, you, you, last week you were negative about the whole Cadillac. Oh, it's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. Never going to make it. I just find oh, it oh, so hard to believe. Just... Andretti has hired the uh, W Series champion to drive for them this year. You know, the women's the women's yeah. version of Formula One. So they've That's got them. Cool. They've signed her and... Uh, I've been watching their website really close, and uh, there's not a lot about F1 on there other than uh, the W Series and 
everything else they've got going on. Uh, but that new uh, that new factory they're spending two hundred million on is going to be pretty neat, and I think they've got enough money to uh, pay the entry fee, if you know what I mean. Well, let's hope. Let's hope that will be well, a great the, that, story. That is the big uh, debate, I guess, that the guys, it's not even the entry fee. It's they don't want to split the winnings, uh, you know, by one, one tenth less, I guess. So makes sense. But, and that's the thing about growing the pie, right? Like you grow yeah. the pie more, like you get some more money, you get Andretti and Cadillac in there and maybe you, you get more money to, uh, to be prize money. And that, that money continues to grow. It has been amazing to see how things have grown. Um, since we first started watching, I mean, I don't know the actual numbers and data like X million in 2010 and X million in 2020, but I think it's pretty obvious that this thing has grown like gangbusters. Uh, well, the American audience alone has definitely exploded. Oh, clearly. And we're, uh, we're all excited, obviously with the Vegas race is going to be nuts. And, um, you know, Miami, of course, is still, I think, Circuit of the Americas, being that it's at a purpose-built track, is always going to have the stardom among the American races because it's just a giant, purpose-built, and amazing facility. But uh, I think Miami is going to still be very hot for a few years because not everybody got to the race last year. What do you think, Giovanni? Yeah, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Our geographical location uh, really helps out, too, so... Am I going to be able to sell the extra tickets that I have? That's the question, really. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> yeah, look, even if we didn't want to go and and uh, you could sell the tickets, that would not be an issue at all. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I got uh, I relocated my seats. They got rid of the the grandstand that we we sat in last year. They eliminated that, and so I had to pick a different one, which I did. And we'll uh, we'll see see how it is. What what's going to be your view for this year? The same, but a little further down, a little okay. closer to those uh, that complex. I I checked out like being in corners and not having chair backs, not having a view of a screen, not having all that stuff. Just is a big turnoff. I kind of know that. At a race like that, you you just inevitably spend a lot of time looking at a screen and also walking around. Like, we walked around the whole race last year. It was nonstop walking. We watched some race. We went and walked around and checked out different corners and all. So your actual seat seat didn't really matter. So I went somewhere that I felt like was a good spot. And also, the, be- the big benefit this year, uh, some sort of a covering over me. Oh, nice. Which is, that is a bonus. So got a screen, got a covering, top row of the grandstand that I'm going to be on. So we are the very top row, and we are all the way in the corner. Remember last year, Geo, oh, they were like two rows behind us? Yes. We are now the very top row, all the way in the corner. And, uh, yeah. So, well, right. Nobody so, walking in front of you. Or behind us, behind. Be, oh, there might be people in front of us. But what what I'm oh, excited really about? Be low, though. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but well, it's not about that. We'll be able. Nobody's to saying sit down, sit down. It's not about that, <laughs> guys. You're missing it. 
the giant WFO banner is going to get put up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we now we've got a spot. You remember those guys? They had their banner on the back fence of the thing. I thought ahead and I got the seats with the big thing behind us. And so we could we're going to go big, man. We're going to put up a big, giant WFO banner. WFO Radio Podcast welcomes Formula One. Something like that. I think WFO my... is international, worldwide. So that's cool. We get some, maybe Australia. some TV time. Get some TV time. Pickle Rick down there. He goes, but can you see the fake marina? Uh, not from where we are. We walked through the fake marina. We had a great no, time. The fake I am not a hater of the fake marina. I don't know what or you walked around it, actually, because you can't walk through the marina. No. Because it's they don't fake. let you walk through the fake. You water. can't walk on the water out there. They don't let you walk through the <laughs> fake water or, or, or marina. No, you got to walk around it like if it was a, an actual marina. Yeah, <laughs> they let you touch you know, the water. Uh, <laughs> gun to your head though, Geo. Like, would you like? Okay, in the meeting, let's do our Miami Grand Prix, um, like pre-event or post-event meeting. Hey guys, should we kill the marina? No, you can't, man. It's no. too much. It's too much uh, uh, attention, whether it's good or bad, or people love it or hate it. It's 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 a thing, you know. Matt, there's no Matt, no Matt, news Matt says, like that. Says don't kill the marina. No, everybody says no. don't kill the marina. No, no kill the marina. That's the whole. You know what they should do, Gio? What's that? I, I got I got I got to figure it out, and nobody's gonna get this except for us. But we're gonna love it. What they should do is they should build the marina, but also go down to Marlins Park and get the home run statue and put the home oh, run statue in the marina there. In or the marina the with those Marlins that are jumping in the yes, water they're yes, shooting. Yes, yes, yes oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, the, the home run statue from the old stadium, yes. From the stadium. It's not the old stadium. It's the sta same stadium. But they took it out. Stadium. It's no longer in center field. Yeah, it's well, outside. Derek Jeter, that was one of Derek Jeter's first things. He got rid of the statue. Great move by Jeter, by the way. I didn't hate the statue. Everybody else hates yeah, the statue. I didn't hate the statue. It's just like it's just something. Nobody liked it because it never went around because they never hit a home run. It's, it was an annoying <laughs> reminder that the team stunk, right? Like if they had a good team and that thing was spinning like a clock out there every time they hit a home run, people, if they had the New York Yankees and Aaron Judge and it was going around, they'd be like, wow, man, they love that thing. <laughs> Except it never went. It just sat out there dead. Is it broken? No, they, it only gets used when they hit a home run. And they never did. No home runs on that team since they got rid of Stanton. No, they hit even less now that Stanton's gone. Yeah, but how well does that work in the fake Formula One marina? That thing would go very well at the arena. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Steve Ross should call over there and, and ask for it. Yeah, like a ask, trade. Ask have it relocated to, to Joe Robbie Stadium. Yes. Send him the statue of Wayne Heisinger as like a trade or something. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that the art guys are gone. <laughs> yeah, every time there's a lead change, make the dolphins jump. That's it. Look, that would work good because it's a that dolphin. Would. It really is. It's, well, it's a marlin. Martin. No, but you it's pull the marlin off, you the change it to a dolphin. A couple of dolphins, yeah. Yeah. Wow, we're yeah. really on to something here, guys. Uh, ain't never going to happen. They have a waddle. They could throw some penguins out there, even though, you know, they're definitely <laughs> penguins aren't going to survive here. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. All right. So uh, this week, of course, we got Reinhardt. Reinhardt's back from Bahrain. We got some champions, Bob Locke. We got uh, Cooter Hidalgo going to be on. We're going to talk to those guys. Um, just big stuff happening in the, in the world of NHRA as everybody is getting ready. I can tell you that there's going to be big breaking news um, uh, You know, soon. When is that going to be? Like today, ne- next week. Next week, there's going to be some big and amazing news that everybody is going to love greatly uh happening um that's exciting and we're getting closer there's testing people are planning testing people are getting ready for the gator nationals it's uh it's good stuff but and and of course division two racing in orlando suit you guys aren't going it's unfortunate but people are gonna you know it's it's aligning schedules right sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't so uh but we'll be cheering on our friends we'll hopefully I'll see if it's going to be live streamed or not. I don't know, but uh, we'll be definitely uh, watching from a distance and cheering people on. Yeah. So. Everybody is jonesing for it. Uh, I've got a couple of friends that are going to run local guys. My buddy, Corey Kramer and nice. a couple others are going to go up and run super street, super street, going to get uh, their toe wet and super street. So we're going to have some friends racing. Megan says, I need racing to be back. Monica says, AJ was excited that caps was giving a sneak peek of his car. Uh, all of that stuff. All that stuff. Very good. Olsen's Trailblazers now on there. Pickle Rick is watching. We got a full house down there as the Patreons. Uh, and later on this week, you'll get to hear it from Heiner. Uh, all right, Giovanni, why don't you take us into Sports Collision? And, um, you know, it was a big week in the NFL, and there's a game on right now, and I don't have it on. I don't know. Well, yes, I can report right now it's the final game of the Super Wild Card Weekend because you know, wild enough, card having weekend. a Wild Card Weekend with four games, the NFL has to always outdo itself and outdo all the other sports. So now we have a Super Wild Card Weekend with right. six games over three nights. And uh, so tonight the Cowboys are playing the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. Uh, I can report just before halftime right now, the score is 12-0. Cowboys are up 12-0 on the Tampa Bay. Can so, I ask your uh, expert uh, sporting opinion, Gio? Yes, go right ahead. What result do I want in this game to make Tom Brady come to the Dolphins? Do I want him to get blown out here like an embarrassing, humiliating defeat that will make him disgusted with the Tampa franchise and want to leave? Um, what do, I definitely don't want him to win, right? Like, if he wins, he's going to have to stay. But a first round out to Dallas on their home field, that might make him want to come across the state. Well, the team's been pretty, you know, pedestrian this year at best. They're eight and nine. You know, they're, they're in this wild card game because they did win an abysmal division. But, and uh, in the NFL, when you win a division, you get a, a playoff game in. So, what are you going to do? I think that the best thing for, for Tom Brady to end up in Miami, I guess they would yeah. have to lose. I don't think they had that an embarrassing defeat in any kind. I think uh, the writing's on the wall with the way that this team went this year and the the offense didn't seem to be clicking like uh, in previous years. I know they had a lot of injuries, but this is the NFL. Everybody's got injuries all the time. And so I think uh, them losing this week would probably be best. And uh, he would be thinking about uh, moving further south. Let's go, Dak. <laughs> so how about that? But it was a, a wonderful wild card weekend, super wild card weekend of games, starting with Saturday. The The first game was Seattle and San Francisco, and uh, that turned out to be a, an, a great game for the first half. 
where Seattle actually, I think, had a 17-16 halftime lead, if I'm not mistaken. But then the second <clears> half turned into what everybody expected there, the San Francisco route. And um, San Francisco ended up smoking uh, smoking them. And then after that, uh, the second game on Saturday night was a crazy wild game where the Chargers, the old Whoa. San Diego Super Chargers, came down to Jacksonville and built themselves up a 27-0 lead right before the half. And then Jacksonville punches in a, a touchdown right before the half, actually, like on their last drive to make it 27-7. But no one thinking much about it. It's like blowout game. Jacksonville, oh, yeah. uh, Jacksonville quarterback was, uh, what's his name, Trev? Trevor had thrown four interceptions and a fumble. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't be any, he couldn't possibly be worse that first half. But man, and Jacksonville came out swinging in the second half. They stopped Chargers on the first drive. They scored on their first drive, and all of a sudden, the twenty-seven nothing game is twenty-seven fourteen. They get another stop and another touchdown, and next thing you know, we're in a ball game, man. The game ended up being coming down to a field goal at the end and Jacksonville pulls out the win 31 30 over the chargers after the Chargers uh, had a 27 to zero lead. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was crazy. Wow. It was a good game wild. to watch. Yeah. It was a very, you know, it was a tale of two halves. The first half was actually, you know, a little boring. Like the chargers were just whooping them up and down. But then that second half with the, the, the comeback was amazing. And um, so Monday, I mean, sorry, then Sunday, so, so first of all, let me just get in on that um, yeah. from the perspective of, uh, you know, the Dolphin fan and having been eliminated. And we'll, we'll talk about that game, of course. But that makes this the offseason particularly long and aggravating. Like they're they're going to be the sports radio out there has got to be like, you know, death. Uh, like to, to lose a game like that, like that, man, it's gotta be fly back home in the middle of the night, man, on a long flight from Jacksonville oh, to LA. Like that experience, the experience yeah, of, of that, right. They're going to live with that forever. Like people, you know, yeah, they get over it. I don't think so, man. They're going to keep that for a while. Um, just, wow. I don't wish that on anybody. Continue. No. Well, yeah. Like watching and, cleansing again, you know, it was like a cleansing game all over. It really was. Well, they, you know, I kept way. hearing this stat. They're throwing out the stat that Trev doesn't lose on Saturdays. Apparently, he hasn't lost on a Saturday since like high school or something. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, he was undefeated in college on Saturdays. The only games he ever lost in at Clemson were were I guess the championship game or those final four games, and they were on a on a week and not on a Saturday, obviously. But it's a real stat. I guess the kid doesn't lose on Saturdays. And uh, they were pointing out that the Jacksonville is, is slated to pay, play Kansas City on Saturday this coming week at Kansas City. But, uh, dude, the, the games on Saturday, both, you know, the first game, like I said, the first half was really exciting back and forth. And it turned into a route, but it wasn't so, it, it, you know, it was uh, still acceptable to watch. But uh, but the night game was the one that really, it, that second half was just so exciting. Like I was, I, I, I'll be honest with you, over here, they tried to get me to, to turn off the TV at halftime. They were like, oh, this game's over. And I made the joke that it's not over till it hits the total, you know, over the actual total number. I'm like, it's not over till, it, till they get to 48 is what I said. But only half jokingly. And then I said, uh, no, don't worry. I'm not going to stop watching because Jacksonville's going to come back here and win this game. Oh <laughs> and my I, was joking. I didn't really think it was going to happen. But I just said it, you know, to be facetious because I wasn't going to change the TV. 
Well, right now, the so, NFL is like riding a, the wave of success, the likes of which we haven't seen in ages. Didn't they announce like 41 million people watched a game a couple of weeks ago? I forget which game it was during the holidays. The Cowboys. 41 million people, and they've got, uh, you, know, you know, like 50 out of the top 50 highest rated shows of like some crazy stats going on. Yeah. And the weather was horrible across the country, so everybody was stuck inside. Okay. Like that's crazy numbers. Pickle Rick says Gio willed it. You willed it, Gio. You willed it to happen. I did. I did you didn't I did. will the mega ball for us, but you willed that. Good job. Yeah, I did. All right. But on game. Sunday, as you know, your Miami Dolphins, the early game was Miami at Buffalo, the huge 13 and a half point underdog Miami Dolphins with their third string quarterback, Skyler Thompson. Went to Buffalo and uh, were ready for a pounding. Everybody had them getting beat, and they were. They were down 17 nothing after one quarter. Nobody gave them a chance. And even those of us that were, you know, great fans, there was no real hope to hang your hat on. Like you got your third string quarterback who is just okay. You're going on the road. You're going into the cold. You're going up against Josh Allen. You're going up against the bills. This is not going to be a good game, but like all you could hope for is for, you know, guts, grit, determination, make it a game, gain experience, gain a great experience that you can use for the future as this team continues to go on, right? And they come out and they're down 17 to nothing and everybody is and thinking. Guys were dropping balls. They, they were, they had, it was really frustrating to watch that, that first quarter of the Dolphin game because they stopped the Bills on the first drive. And then uh, on their, on their first drive, on second down, they hit the bomb to Waddle, and he just poop. He drops it Drop, like at the Bills' twenty-five it. yard line or twenty-yard yep, line. He jumped in the just, air for some reason. He jumps up there, and you know, and, and so then, so so right. So the guy drops the ball, and then the Dolphins punt, and the Bills drive down the field and score a touchdown. And so right away, boom! It's like, oh my goodness, they had a chance to go up, take the lead, great, make a giant play, and no, instead it's a touchdown the other way, and then. A very next drive again, pretty much the same thing. Oh no, the next drive, Skyler throws that interception, and the yeah. Bills have short field, quick touchdown, 14 nothing halfway through the first quarter. And Vlad Sports Radio Vlad is texting me. He's a Jets fan. He's taunting. He is taunting he me. Like in the morning on our group text, I, I I put out this uh joke that you guys are about to witness the greatest upset in the history of the NFL, right? Tongue in cheek, kind of a joke, trying to make a prediction that maybe if it comes true, hoping, wishful thinking, trying to will it to happen. Right. And, you know, like my friends attack me, especially the Jet fans who are so upset that they were eliminated from playoff contention by the Dolphins. Thus, which makes it a positive season for the Dolphins, regardless. Like we eliminated the Jets. Like that's great. The Jets didn't go to the playoffs and we, uh, you know, ended their season with a defeat. Like, yeah, that's something. At least a little something. But then, you know, the Jet fans want to get even. And so Vlad's like, yeah, you know. And, and then he's like, turn it off, Joe. Turn it off. It's over. And I'm listening. I'm traveling back from the Engine Performance Expo. And I'm listening on Sirius. And I'm, I'm watching on the plane. And um, and then it happened. The tide turned. First of all. Well, they're up 17 nothing. Actually, they scored a touchdown that got uh, on replay. It got overruled. And, and they said that the guy uh, trapped the ball. 
And so instead of being up 21-0, they, they had to settle for a field goal, and it made it a 17-0 game. And then on the next drive, they stopped the Dolphins, and they're driving, and from midfield, uh, Allen throws a, a just a, I don't know, he just threw a blooper up there, and it got picked off by a, by a Dolphin player, like, at the five-yard line. And Damien then the Howard, that amazing over-the-shoulder interception. That was incredible, the return. He just, the- yeah, he just laid it up there like it's a double coverage, and then Xavier Howard ran it back like 50 yards, and next thing you know, the Dolphins are in business when it was they were about to go down 24-0. Yeah, but they and, did not uh, uh, score a touchdown. They kicked a field goal. Then they kick another field goal, missed opportunities. And, and like every one of those missed opportunities, like that's you got to make the most out of those opportunities. And that's the difference between teams that win and teams that go home. They miss those opportunities. You get the waddle. Like that wasn't a guaranteed touchdown, by the way, that first drive. No, play. no, but he should have had that ball at the you know first down and first down and 10 at the 20 he, yard line. He makes that catch nine out of 10 times, really probably like 98 out of a hundred times. This is one of the drops. They get the interception. They come back, they get three. Then they get another three. And they're just like picking away at it. Then suddenly, like all of a sudden, the, the game is tied. You got a tie game. People on the plane are going crazy. The Dolphins are back in. The, they the tie Buffalo- right before the halftime. The second quarter belonged to the Dolphins. Next thing you know, it's 17-17. But then Buffalo gets the ball back and drives down the field and gets a field goal right before the halftime. So they go in at 20-17 to 17 at the half. And yep. the Dolphins actually take the lead in the second half on the, on the fumble recovery. That defensive... Yep touchdown Amazing. So it was unbelievable oh man the cowboys are now smoking tampa bay just like you want yeah, oh, brady oh, let's go brady come back on miami let's get him oh, down man. here kill him it has been a terrible uniform. year for tom for one thomas brady yeah, it's never oh. gonna be good. you know what would be great for tom brady to be throwing the ball to tyreek hill that would be great <laughs> it would wouldn't it what yeah and if tyreek is not open if Tyreek is not open, you know who might be open? Jalen Waddle. Waddle oh, might be open. You know, he might be. <laughs> you know Dude, who might be not open? Just kidding. The you know Cowboys who else could kicker be? has missed three extra points today. It's 18-0 still, and they haven't gone for two, not even once. And he missed <laughs> another one. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, he just missed another one. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh, oh, look, they're dragging him off the field. Oh, yeah. look, oh, they're beating him. They're not beating him, audio only. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We've all got our TVs on in our studios. The Geo and Stu and everybody's got a TV. They're all watching what's going on. And uh, and you poor folks, days later, uh, you know, there was nobody was beaten for missing three extra points. But if you're going to be beaten at a football game, that's a pretty good reason. Three extra points. But anyway, Joe. Segwaying back, the Miami Dolphins played great, and if Tua had played, there's very little doubt that they might that they probably would have won that game. If well, they, it would know, have been totally different. Played. Yes, Space of course. Taken. You know, the road not taken. Well, but. here's the deal, though. Um, the the it's it's exciting that we had an entertaining game instead of a route. We got to enjoy it and feel the fun of football, and as opposed to just get sent home in humiliated fashion. That that stuff makes a big difference. It really does. The fan base is excited. They feel like they're on the right track. And several major problems were exposed. Like things that cannot stand were exposed in this game. And one of the deals is uh, apparently the terminology of the play calling is too verbose. And they're getting the plays in too slowly. And the guy, and like there were too many, too many 
uh, delay of game penalties on the Dolphins. They were too slow. They did not have enough urgency. Not they only that, they wasted their timeouts on yeah. other times that they were going to get delay of penalty game. Well, penalties. that's that's what I'm saying. Way, like, you yeah, know what? I got the I, Buff- I gotta Buffalo you. Bills gave them a couple gifts on bad timeouts too. But absolutely, yeah, they were. Absolutely. They know yeah. they were a bad, poorly coached game as far as clock management. Uh, the Buffalo Bills called Look, timeout. The guy is just learning. Uh, I think he's got to learn the, the game a little bit more. I don't think he used to be the play clock caller. He's at, well, right. He's a first-year so, head coach. Absolutely. This experience and they was take too long to, to to get the plays in. And I, I saw a stat today that they're they're third. I guess there's 32 teams, and they're number three. You know, from the bottom <laughs> of uh, time between plays. Well, and, and so, so they, they learned that's a lesson that was just served up to them on a silver platter. You got to fix that. Oh, by the way, fourth and inches with the game on the line, you're going into the shock shotgun or some sort of weird, uh, like, uh, well, I know again, I heard the explanation for that one, but look here, all the waste, you, you shouldn't call a timeout when the play clock is running, unless you're like on the one yard line or unless it's fourth and one, because you know what? The five yards is not as important as having those timeouts at the end of the game. It's really not. The five yard is only, there's certain places where it is. And again, like if it's fourth and one and you're running out, yeah, because fourth and six and fourth and one is a huge difference or even third down, but, or, or when you're at the one yard line or places like that. But otherwise when it's like, you know, second and eight at, at the 40 yard line, just take the five yard penalty because the ability to stop the clock at the end of the game and before the halftime is way more important than those five oh, yards yeah. are right there. It, it's, it's, it's the Dolphins lost a game yesterday, arguably because they didn't have a timeout right there. Absolutely. I mean, who knows? You don't drive down the field. We, we just don't well, know. What happened is that they originally, they, the Dolphins thought, uh, I, I heard uh, McDaniels explain, they thought that there was a first down on that play. And I so they that. went with the first down call and they called the, the play for first and 10. And then all of a sudden they find out, no, it's, it's not first and 10, it's fourth and one. And so they change from first and 10 personnel to fourth and one. And so that's 10, 12 seconds down the drain right there. So by the time they got in and got a play called, they, and lined up, there was four seconds by the time they got lined up. Hey, in the end, we can't spend too much time on this. In the end, uh, valuable lessons learned. We were not going to the Super Bowl this year, regardless. That is really moral, victory. moral victories we got. Well, not moral, just a learning experience. And that's what you do. Like when you have failures, you must learn from them. And that is it. And so I'm, I'm okay. The Dolphin fan community is... Um, uh, feeling good about the future of this team. That's it. Feeling good. Now let's go. Problem is you got, you got no quarterback and they're saying that two is the quarterback for next year and all that stuff. And I just don't believe it. And I'm, um, you know, I find it, I think the next time he goes out and it's the ground, he's going to have another well, concussion. Then yeah. Then he gets his head, head, head scrambled again. But uh, right. I like, I don't think you can come back from that. I've, we've known race car drivers, Steve Park had a bad, bad, vicious concussion. You know, he came back, but never really the same. Uh, I'm Eric, just Eric Lindros. Yep. Oh, she knows. Well, yeah, yeah. He's so. supposed to be the next one. Yeah. The next so, he was. Thing. I, yeah. I've been very pro to uh, the whole time, super positive about his abilities and his ability to learn and play. And this thing, I hate to say it, but I just think it's over. I think it's over. Like I, I, you know, what would I do? Uh, well, it all depends on who's available, I guess. Who's available. <laughs> Well, look at that. Maybe it, it might be Tom Brady after all, man. We'll see. Well, and if Tom Brady is available, I say, I think you've got to do that. 
you got to make it happen. And if Tom Brady is not available, then I don't know who's the next best veteran quarterback that can get the job done and get the ball to Tyreek way down the field. That's the thing, like with this learning stuff. Well, learning and he's coming into his own. No, man, you got a team that can win now with the right guy. You got a team that can win now with the right guy. So well, Derek Carr is available. Does Derek Carr make your toes tingle as the mad dog would have said? Man, you know, maybe who else is available? Know, like him and Brady, right? But by the way, Sue says that Brady has got a chance to come back and ain't over with for it's over uh, until it's over with Brady. And that's true, Sue. That's true. We should not. No, my big Gio's a big of winning parlay of the week is going down. Well, he just missed a Uh, wide open guy right there, like wide open. uh, Car Car holds almost all of the quarterback records for the Raiders, whether they be Los Angeles Raiders, Oakland Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, he's no Plunkett. (laughs) No, he's prettier than Jim Plunkett too. Well, he's much That's better not than, hard. than Jim Plunkett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not hard. Jim Plunkett's the ugliest boy in school. I'll tell you what. I mean, the crazy hey, thing man, about Jim Plunkett. He can throw the deep ball, man. He can throw that deep ball. Jim Plunkett was like the oldest guy in the NFL, and he was like 40. And he looked like he was 60. And, and now they're playing hey. him. People are playing him to their 40s. Yep. Ugh. All right, what else? Next game. Go faster. Next game was the G-Men took went to Minnesota and uh, proved that Minnesota was a fraud at 12 and five. They had been 11 and 0 in one score games and uh, the G men really stuck it to them. They ran it down their throats and um, all G men in that one. It was a little close. The score was closer than the game really was. And then there was uh, the night game was Cincinnati and uh, Baltimore Ravens. And that was another team with their third string quarterback, I guess, uh, or I guess a backup quarterback came back, uh, Todd Huntley, because Lamar Jackson has been out for now five or six weeks with a bum knee. And uh, Cincinnati was a big favorite also going in there, but that turned out to be a very exciting game that was tied at 17. And the Ravens were at the one yard line about to punch in a touchdown. And they tried the quarterback sneak over the top, but they weren't as close as they thought. Oh. And the guy snuck over the top and he reaches the ball out and it only got to like the one and a half, the half yard line and a defensive player slaps it out of his hand and it lands in the hands of a big guy, number 98. I can't remember his name right now, but that boy caught that ball and ran like the wind 98 yards the other way. Touchdown Cincinnati, game winning score, 24-17, end of story. Unbelievable. Another way to, you, you'd think that NFL is scripting these games somehow. Hmm. <laughs> Because oh yeah, and their team. Let me tell you, they're very upset over there too. Uh, the you know, the, I don't know the the team so well, but the guy who got the 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 ball isn't normally getting the ball, and the guy who normally gets the ball was on the sidelines, and he was very vocal that he was should have been in the game. Oh, the running back. Yep. Well, the quarter, but they ran quarterback sneak from the one yard line. It's one of those things where, same as Seattle in the Super Bowl, everybody yells, "Why didn't you hand off the ball to Marshawn Lynch?" Why did you throw the ball? But you know, yeah, they should have. They should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> well, they did. This day, I mean, that doesn't change. A, a, a century will go by in the world, and that fact will remain the same. <laughs> Nobody will change. Nobody will change. Wow. Nobody will change. Uh, well, good. 
and and that's oh, it. and that's it. And tonight is the the other game. Uh, other and other uh, stuff going on down under in the upside down. The Australian Open started this weekend for those of you that are tennis inclined, and uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess uh, Matt and his uh, countrymen. It would be great allow- if we had an Australia correspondent to discuss that. Well, I heard Matt was going to go over there and check out all the games in person and give us a, an update. Matt, Matt's Australian Open minute is what he's we're got call it on. It. He's already he's turned off the NFL. First round he's that he, this weekend Australia. is going on. It's just the first round, so you'll see. You should see a bunch of uh, you know the better and higher seeded players just whooping on people we've never heard of. Excellent. <laughs> but as you could, as those of you that are uh, watching along here right now can see that Matt is watching the Australian Open right now because uh, down under there it is um, early afternoon and they are playing right now as we speak. And the Aussie girl just won her game. So that didn't there you matter. go. Very, very timely. Such a homer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then well, they let Joker yeah, in. So, what... Part of the club. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh. Well, so, yeah, so we'll see uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, the, the tournament will get going, and uh, by next weekend we'll start seeing some of the bigger names playing against each other. Excellent. Well, good job. Sports Collision by Giovanni in Miami. All right, let's get some of our uh, patrons out there, find out what's going on in the world of Bobby Graham. Bobby Graham, Bobby Graham sent me a photograph of a tractor. Bobby hmm. Graham, photo, whatever the software is that I'm using, I guess doesn't recognize H-E-I-C, uh, whatever that is, photos. I don't know what that is. And so I tried to post it, and it did not uh, work out. I apologize. I don't know what it is either. It's a new phone, so bear with me. Bear with me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, One moment, please. One moment, please. Oh, it's exciting. Right now is a good time for me to tell you about the folks at Sam Tech. I just did the Engine Performance Expo, guys. And here's what I'm telling you, all right? Like, I came out of it feeling really strongly about this. I'm not a machinist, but I look back and I think, you know, man, that would have been a good career to get into because you know how to do and build and make all your own stuff. Plus, there's uh, competition, but not a lot, and we need it desperately. And uh, Sam Tech can get you started on a career to be a machinist. So if you're thinking about, like, I want a career that's very stable and going to pay me well, and I can do my own thing, control my own destiny, investigate being a machinist at samtech.edu today. Call Brian Massengill. Tell him you heard it on WFO. All right, Bobby, what do you got? Let's see if we can get it up there. There you go. You're doing good. There it is. Look at that. Bobby. Well, wait a second, Bobby. Let me let me make you uh solo you out here so everybody in our Patreon audience can see. Now, what are we looking at, Bobby? It's a track. Did is that thing wow. exploded? That that started off as just needing to change four little rubber O-rings on the fuel lines. <laughs> it's what that started off to be. And, and this is the third day having to pull it all apart to get to where the rubber O-rings are. And like most other projects, it's done turned into full-blown, well, let's go ahead and do this. And I've got two of those identical tractors, so I'm, I'm revamping that one. What is it? The name of the tractor and the year of the tractor? It's an 85 Ford 6610. It's okay. about an 85 horse tractor. All right. And you're going to restore it now. You're going to restore it back to its uh, original restore glory. Hell, I've been using it. It ain't stopped. To... <laughs> She's a survivor. I, I was just driving it two days, three days ago, and I just decided to stop to change the O-ring because it was leaking a little diesel. And uh, anyway, the 
parts for it, and this will come up in a, in, my, in my words of wisdom. Uh, <clears throat> it's less than one pound, and the shipping is like thirty five dollars for the six little O rings to get shipped to me. So for an old tractor, they're they're hard to find parts for. I, I got to tell you, like I think tractors are cool, and I would like to have a tractor, but I have no place for a tractor. And, pay attention uh, when I get finished to see it. <laughs> yeah, when the words of wisdom, like, uh, you know, I feel I feel kind of bad that I can't relate to the whole tractor thing. Like, I just just like a car. Well, I I need to ask you: Have you worked on your your Cadillac very much? Because. <laughs> I got a job waiting on me after that. I got a CTS to change front struts and uh, front end work on one. So, well, good luck. I'm so not I looking have, forward to that one either. I've, I've worked on it a little, and there ain't nothing easy, man. There's nothing easy. They're all brutal. Like everything is brutal now. The other week, a couple weeks ago, I changed the headlight motor on my 98 Firebird. And I, I, you know, I got it done in like two and a half hours, like, like a nice little, everything's got to come apart. You got to pull everything out. I had it all out. I put it all back together. I put it on. I feel like pretty good, man. This is good, man. The caddy, especially the V with the V8 and the Tremec, there's no room for anything. They stuffed that in there big time. <laughs> and so I, you know, I don't have a lift. I'm going to be on the floor. I, I don't envy what you're about to go through. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. She, uh, somebody hit a curb and bent the strut. So the strut's bent. So I don't know what all I'm going to find once I get in there. Well, Rock Auto just sent me a thing about they're having a sale on uh, Cadillac CTS uh, parts. Like a wholesaler, closeout, various uh, parts, pieces, all kinds of little different stuff. And it's it's it stinks because I'm looking at it like maybe I should buy that. Maybe I should buy that. Maybe I should buy that. After the experience with the GTO where they they don't make the parts anymore. No, we don't make that anymore. And there's nothing, there's no replacements. You're just screwed. Um, well, I'm it can't be as bad as this one. We just finished overhauling the whole front end on that truck. Yeah. So, right, that's a big truck, though. That is a big truck. truck. So that's we changed all the front end on that one not about a month ago. All so right. That's what's been going on in my world. Just a little bit of maintenance around here. That retired life. Yeah. Maintaining his equipment. That's it. <laughs> Good it old retirement. Beats the Napa. All right. I like it. Pickle Rick says 268 cubic inches, 4.4 liter. He knows exactly your uh, tractor. That's good. Scott's on there now. Engine Performance Expo was awesome. Watch it. Anybody else get to check out any Engine Performance Expo? I got in Boy, about I, two hours. I did. Night. What was your take? I thought it was good. I loved the music when y'all started off for about the first 15 minutes. It was, I did not hear good. that, and I'm unaware of that. What do you mean? Uh-oh. Oh, it, yeah, the show starts. The show's going to start, and you're sitting there looking at the sign, and you're playing the music. Well, they had real good music, good, good rock music. And then we could hear you in the background. Y'all were talking about, should we sit up here or go here? And put this there, and we got all of that part. So all the behind the scenes must have been all on behind the scenes, and then finally so. y'all pop up, and there y'all are. So uh, for but future, the, I like the show. If that was to happen again. That is the kind of thing that I think a text message <laughs> to me is in no, order. Leave it in. Leave it, it in. It worked late. well. It's I enjoyed in it. It's in because I didn't get to watch till last night after it's all online. Oh. <laughs> Did anybody say anything questionable? 
no. Somebody See, was that, well, talking that's about he should have used a different goes. camera, but I thought it was pretty good. Oops. Jo- Joe's sweating. I think I see sweat. <laughs> yeah, Look, I it thought it was great. Not, it popped. You're not the only one that can see it. <laughs> no, actually, Bobby I was, thought it was great that it was there. Bobby in the was future, like, if you said anything about him, Joe, I recommend a text message to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like maybe, uh, like, hey, just so you know, hey, the mics are open. <laughs> you guys are hot. <laughs> well, there's no way. There's no way that I could have known that. You know what I mean? When like, will the ground uh, war start? You, you couldn't have known it. And and it was the first day, and y'all had already put the second day up online. So this is on the first day. Good notes. <laughs> Good notes. Good deal. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> priceless priceless so what else guys what else is going on right. there but honestly I, I i was digging it i loved the music i i listened to the whole thing so it was good for me i had never considered going back and watching the engine performance expo until now and now i will go back <laughs> i will listen they want it no it, it was good joe I, I watched i i have this Nifty set of bone induction things that I can hear real good with, but apparently the microphone doesn't work well. I'm using the Tozo Pro 12s now. They seem to work all right. You sound but great. I enjoyed listening to the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, it watched a lot of it live and enjoyed every minute of it. Um, got my engine builder tuned in. And he thought it was really cool. Some of the, that's where he says, that's where you get all that stuff. Because I always ask him questions. <laughs> I learn it from the hidden horsepower stuff. And uh, No, but it, it was great. I enjoyed a lot of it. And um, I can't wait for next year because I can learn some more. Yeah, and that time that you gave your social security number on the air, you guys thought you were off mic, Joe. That was great. Uh, <laughs> remember when you said all those bad things about those people? That was really surprising. Can't believe you get there away with enough. it. You didn't say nothing <laughs> okay. to that uh, sort. Nothing to that easy. sort. No. We're just no. a little behind it, the It, it behind almost the sounded like it was supposed to be in there, is what it sounded yeah. like it was on purpose. Because okay. it would fade in, come out, and then the music would go up. Then the music could go down, and it would hear y'all talk. You and uh, Lake, Lake talk, and then, and then the music would go up, and then you wouldn't hear you. It was like it was on purpose, like it was all part of the game. All right, good. That's great to know. Monica's like Joe is backtracking in his mind. Yeah, I am. Like in that environment, say I'm not worried about ever saying anything questionable in that environment because uh, that's like even when I'm off the mic. I'm still like on in front of everyone. You know, John Kazi is there. Jason Line is there. Mark Cronquist is there. These guys are, uh, you know, icons in their field. I don't know what other fields to mention to have equivalents, but like if we're, you know, NFL quarterbacks, uh, you know, the best of the best are there. It was really an amazing thing. Gary Stinnett was there. We talked about my deal, Sue, super excited about that. And that is my takeaway from the event, like I come back and what do I do? What do I have to do? I have to get this engine in a crate on the truck and the truck. <laughs> That's it. And people are asking me about, well, what are you going to, I'm going to get the engine in the crate 
and on the truck. And that's it. That's all I have to do. There's nothing else that matters in my life. And so, of course, we got a whole bunch of WFO stuff going on this week. We got uh, Tuesday. We got Wednesday. We got Thursday. We got multiple shows on Thursday, multiple champions, Cooter Hidalgo, Bob Locke, Supergas. We're doing all that stuff. But somewhere in there, somehow, I got to get Joe, this engine. Joe's going to build a crate. I got an engine crate. I got to get a YouTube video about how to build an engine crate. Oh, okay. I'm on it now. It's you got one? Oh, of course I do. <laughs> Please. It'll be coming your way. Just have the pallet already. Like I, I secured a pallet from my friends at Certified Diesel over there. A nice, like big, like this thing is meaty, man. You could put a giant Cummins on this thing. Uh, and um, so I got the pallet. And I've got my engine cradle. I bought it from Butler, like really nice powder coated deal. Comes with wheels. Um, and I talked to Gary, Gary Stinnett. He I was like, "Hey man, uh, this is my deal." He had a conversation with Lake. He says, "Don't worry about like putting everything together. Just put things together as best as you can, as rapidly as you can, and get it on the truck." I'm like, "Okay." And so that is my short deal. And that will be so great, Sue, because then I will be able to advance the ball uh, on all the other stuff. Because like you and Dave say, I got to do some front-end suspension work. Mm-hmm. Got to go all, over all of it. Got to go over all of it. So that's exciting. So I said to, what, I said to Gary, I was like, hey, Gary, my uh, using RNL carriers, Joe, the answer is uh, yes, I believe I will, Pickle Rick. Um, but I'm going to – I started writing the story. Right, because there's got to be a build story for this. Like this is once in a lifetime content. So I gotta tell the story of what this thing is and what we're doing and why we're doing it and why NHRA Super Street of all the things. Like why not make it a pro touring car? Why not make it a streetable uh, pro street car? Why not Dragon you know? Drive? Right. There could there's a whole bunch of different stuff I could do with it right now. No. Sick week. <laughs> Stick week, right? Be out there cruising around. We had a uh, drag and drive guy on the engine performance expo talking all about making 3000 horsepower and driving for 12 hours straight. And what a cool thing is got to tell you <clears throat> it's, I bet it would be a fun experience like going on the cannonball kind of, but I don't know. It doesn't speak to me. What speaks to me? Like the idea of going up there, staging up pro tree, hitting the tree and trying to turn on a wind light, man. That's where yeah. my head is at. I'm an NHRA guy. I like it. I've always wanted to run Super Street. I ran it like twice at divisional races at Moroso Motorsports Park uh, many, many years ago and had a great time. So this is the road we're on. Get it in a crate. That's it. Pickle Rick says Sick Week is three weeks away. And he Pickle Rick is up there, right? Like he's in Orlando or some area. Scott says, go over all of it and go over budget. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, there you have it. it. There you I have just, it. I just like, it won't be hard. It's a sickness. <laughs> it's a sickness. <laughs> the way I look and that at it, works more than cars too. Oh well, first of all, the, uh, the like the the engine performance expo team, they were talking all about it, right? And so there's a lot of people that are going to be involved for being involved in the story and, and me talking about them on the show and making them part of team WFO and all of that. So, you know, who knows how that's all going to work out, but the way I choose to look at it is whatever expense this turns out to be, what it is doing is rescuing the money that has already been spent on this project over all these years. 
to back half the car, four link, all this stuff that has been in there. Like that's already been spent. So if it's sitting there uselessly in the garage, that's wasted money. So we get this thing back out on the track. It's the flagship of the WFO team, team WFO out there, right? It's a promotional exercise. It's an opportunity for me to go out there and rub elbows with people like Dave and Sue Morris and battle it out on the track and come back here on Tuesdays and tell stories about how I was defeated. It's going to be great. So that's all worthwhile. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing. All right. Time to wind down. Let's get a report from uh, the upside down. Matt. Take it. Take it. Uh, not a lot happening, but uh, I think I said, I put it on the uh, WFO uh, group chat that uh, top fuel Australia, which is the promoter of, uh, of top fuel racing out here in Australia, which also includes uh, a lot of the other professional categories. Um, but the upcoming event, uh, not this weekend, coming the weekend after, which is the Australia Day weekend, um, uh, have uh, decided to uh, waiver all the entry fees for competitors for that event okay. and, re and reduce the uh, spectator um, fee by almost a half. Uh, wow. In light of uh, Sam's uh, Sam's accident last week, uh, which he passed, so they've done that as a as a bit of a tribute for him and to try and absolutely uh, fill Sydney Dragway with uh, spectators and supporters and uh, and honour uh, honour Sam in the wake of his accident. That's great. Which, uh, I think for well for a promoter of any series to do that, that's um, that's hats off to them and uh, a great gesture. That's for sure. Great gesture. The right thing. The right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it does nothing more than uh, put the spotlight back on drag racing for all the right reasons. For the right reasons. Uh, exactly. Yeah. For all the things we know and love about it. Um, the other thing that's happened down here, uh, <laughs> street outlaws have uh, released their, uh, schedule and or made it official their foray schedule which is basically all happily happening in march um and also their pricing their ticketing pricing which has trying to stay positive here has raised a few eyebrows let's uh -oh. just say um their ticketing is getting done understandably through an american agent um oh, online agent and uh, it isn't that's I can't remember the name, but uh, all their pricing is in uh, US dollars as well, which uh, has raised a few eyebrows as well. Let's just say, seeing we've got South Pacific pesos down here. What's the number? Uh, $60 US for a basic uh, admission. GA. Mm. And it goes anything up to $500 uh us for a three-day pass including special photos with the crew or something or other so formula one's 850 to come to miami for three days street outlaws joe the street outlaws joe street big celebrities i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna 
He's a star. He's a street outlaws. They're coming, man. They're coming. Got to be there. You said it's like the Beatles, man. It's like the Beatles. It's like the when the Ramones went the other way over to England. Like the people are. This is going to be a cultural phenomenon. People remember for the rest of their lives. Like the time that Kiss played at that high school. Yeah, Detroit Rock City. They made a movie about it. Sue, Sue, I'm I'm struggling here. Joe just actually. Joe just actually. Advocated for the price being okay. <laughs> he, 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 com- he compared. Uh, he's talent, F1 man. Of course, talent is going to advocate outlaws. for the talent to get as much money as they can. <laughs> wow. Was, the eight fifty cool. for Formula One is the GA. That's the that's it's, it's so it's sixty to eight fifty, right? And then your five hundred dollar super ticket where you get to meet and greet the guys. These television celebrities. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's five hundred dollars. License in Formula One. <laughs> well, how much I, do you think that ticket was? Wow. Well, well, still in Fiji wow. drinking beer. Fiji. You get five thousand dollars for the suite, you know, per person. Well, remember, I tried to yeah. price the suite. It was like what? Yeah. And and yeah, you got five thousand dollars is a deposit, the non-refundable deposit. <laughs> the cheapest suite is twenty-five would be. And and I said to them, well, there was a communal suite. I went down the whole road, man. I had a great conversation. I don't know if I told everybody about it, but my plan was to try to get some seats in the communal seat and then resell them to my NHRA friends. And so you had to put down X amount of dollars that was non-refundable. And I was like, all right, if it doesn't work out, can I use that X amount of dollars on my regular seat package? And they're like, no, we keep that money until next year. Like, what? So obviously that didn't go down. Yeah. So, so I hung out with Reaper and Dominator at the Engine Performance Expo. And I took time to have an, a conversation with both of them about Street Outlaws and about their deal. And I was very surprised. I mean, I shouldn't say that I was surprised, but uh, both extremely knowledgeable racers, car guys. Oh. Extremely knowledgeable. They are... F- they believe that they are famous. Uh, told me stories about being in public places and, uh, you know, people like running up to them like they're the Beatles. And they even said the quote, uh, Joe, who is dominator, said, I, I now have a new respect for the Beatles and what they had to go through with their fame. I'm like, wow. He goes, I can't go anywhere without being recognized. Everybody sees me. They know me. They're coming at me. And it's a very interesting experience. And he goes, it has has changed the way that I live. Oh, and Joe saw himself. Oh, it's not me? (laughs) No, he just disappeared. Not just you. And... um, (laughs) Well, you said it's Matt. I didn't places. know you were that angry at him over the ticket prices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. Damn, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, man, F1 guys got him. Yeah. Anybody yeah, watch any uh, of the Dakar rally? Yeah. I've been watching no, a bunch don't. of that. My brother-in-law is really interested, so I paid attention for about the first eight days. <laughs> uh, I'm back, baby. How long was I gone? Is it still 2023? seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say about 20 seconds. The Gator Nationals are next week, Joe. <laughs> what? 
I miss World Series of Promod. How, oh my how gosh. was the World Series of Promod? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway, we were, they were talking about they were talking about fame and uh, yada yada yada. Matt, let me give you before we move on because I, I I had something great I wanted to say. The pricing deal. If they're gonna this is is this an NPK event or is is it a No Prep Kings event? Mm-hmm. Uh, investigate this. But in West Palm Beach, they had a daily driver race that was part of the show. Mm -hmm. And if you agree to race your daily driver, you're in for free. Because you're part of the show. They're like, if you're willing, like the people, you know, like, we'll we'll jump the monster truck over your vehicle. If you're willing (laughs) to to, to be in the daily driver race, you're in for free. And so I was like, wait a second. So I get to race for free. And they're like, yeah. So you should investigate that. Mm. <laughs> no. And believe me, there were some daily <laughs> drivers that were very slow and regular. So I was in the GTO. Um, maybe good on them, I say. I, I think they'll probably pack that, they'll pack the racetrack out. Um Oh yeah, they're going to get the money. Man. I I don't think it's yeah, that bad. That's it's not- it's just uh, well, and I'm only going off the word on the street, and and even talking to some of my staff that were uh, extremely interested in going, and their kids were interested in going, and their comment was, "Yeah, I don't think we're going to go now." So yeah, that's wow. yeah, just it's just general feedback. That's all. But you know, then I know of people that. Uh, some people here that think they're going to be the next stars on the show uh, that don't have a race car yet, but they've spent the five hundred dollars <laughs> each. They've spent five hundred dollars for themselves and their partners and their and their kids to go and meet the meet the stars and cars and and shake hands and get photos taken. So this could turn yeah. crazy, man. It wow. could turn ugly. Right. Cause they, they say, I asked about that. Like, do you get people that think that they should be you? And he says, Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like that's the, yeah. Like nobody thinks that they're going to go beat John force. Right. <laughs> because like, Oh man, he's got all this stuff and I don't have anything, but you see the street outlaws. And a lot of people think, you know, if I had the opportunity, I could be out there, I could beat those guys and, and they have to deal Seems with that. Seems a hell of a lot more accessible, a lot more achievable. It does, but they got five second cars, man. Some of them. I, I saw a deal where uh, some of the street outlaw guys ran on a quarter mile track and were running five eighties. So hmm. that's that's an eye opener. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, this guy missed another extra point. It's twenty five. No, four extra points. It just went <laughs> off the top of the goalpost. His, His NFL career is, is ending in, before our eyes. <laughs> Over. That's it. That's terrible. Well, no, it's not. You know why? Because they're up 24 to 0. If it no, was like but listen, they're gonna, this guy's going to get cut next year, and nobody is ever going to hire him ever again. Because, look, it's going. It's going. It's going. It hit the top of the goalpost and went out. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> And oh my goodness! I've never seen anything like don't... like that in my life. I can, I gotta tell you. <laughs> did, you did you just see the look on number thirteen's face sitting on the bench? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Like somebody stole his chocolate. <laughs> I want to know how Matt Clark 
is getting the broadcast in Australia before I'm getting it here. Uh, yeah, he, Matt, you got it before me too. He's closer to the satellite. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. He's he's in the upside down. I told Monica says Brady's wife is probably loving it. Monica says AJ asked to go to Street Outlaws at Maple Grove. Uh, had to talk him out of it. Wow, Monica, good job. I mean, yeah, you know, good not job. Uh, Can't argue that one. I'm not against those guys, but no. it's just not my vibe. Uh, and I, I've got some, you know, additional insight. Doesn't filming for that show take forever? Not really. Megan, the Beatles comparison is uh, dramatic, but I'm not familiar <laughs> with them. So what do I know? You're not familiar with yeah, the Beatles. I mean, it's not a little self-aggrandizing. I mean, the only person that you know, maybe if Michael Jackson said that crap, you know, but that guy, people used to faint when they saw him. But please, this guy from the, the goddamn to the Beatles, Beatles? Things, goddamn Beatles, man. Well, wow, well, wow. Got a I mean, at home that, 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 that just gonna try to just try to tear the band apart. Is it's that why interesting? I'm finding this interesting that like Megan and Monica and all our diehard WFO, like listeners and people appreciate cars and racing and everything. Nobody's into any street outlaws stuff. It's, Nobody's into I don't it. like the show. I got to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's, all, it's, it's, okay. seems like they run their mouths more than they run their cars. I, I, well, know, it's a scripted show. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no kind of like pinks all out. Yeah, no. it's a TV show. It's not a it's, drag. Well, race. that's the thing is it's a TV show, and everybody hears oh, a drag race. And Megan goes, "I watch it when I'm at the gym, but that's the only context I have of it." Yeah, cars going down the racetrack. So I think it's good because cars are racing each other. Yeah. I learned a lot about it. Like people don't know when I'm talking to them. Like, hey, you know, I'm actually like uh, doing a probing interview, asking questions. Um, it was very interesting to hear about it, but <laughs> I prefer I prefer what we do. I just prefer. The pure competitive nature, like Dragster Jeff, when you go out to do a bracket race, right? You're entering a race, you're paying an entry fee, you're racing a race, you go through some rounds, you get down to two cars, somebody wins the race, he's the race winner. Like all this like politicking and back and forth and maybe we'll race, maybe we won't race and trash talk. That's just not my deal. I don't know. It's not my uh, character. Tom Brady back to pass. First down. Megan, real uh, people racing is simply more interesting Monica says, I'm not, but AJ uh, likes it. There it is. All I ever hear is beep, beep, beep when they are talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drags, Jeff, what's your uh, road latest runner? Latest? Don't to... and, and also, I'm going to step out because I got to get something that you guys will appreciate me. <laughs> right. Well, <clears throat> we had a busy weekend. Krista and I drove, uh, we got up at four in the morning Saturday and drove three and a half hours to Bobby Cottrell's house. You know him. He's the guy who won. He drives Bucky's funny car and the nostalgia ranks and won Vegas. <clears throat> we went to his shop, BC performance and got a booster seat made for my daughter and the pour in seat done. And that was exciting. We didn't get home till 11 at night. <clears throat> we did share the, uh, a pizza with him watching the chargers, uh, Take a commanding lead. Looked like they were going to kick some butt. And then Chris and I got on the road. And when we got home and found out what happened, I was, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but the pizza party, the pizza parlor was hopping when we were in there. <laughs> but uh, nope, all is good here. We've got four entries going to the March meet. Chris and 7.0 Pro. I'm going to drive the NE2 car and the Wonder Wagon in a hot rod and i'm flying a buddy down from up near troy 
He lives in Sandy, Oregon. He's coming down to drive the Camaro. So we'll have four entries out of the Bedrock Camp this year, and we'll see what happens. Excellent. Speaking of Troy, no Troy tonight. Yeah, I don't yeah. see him at all. But yeah, that's all right. Very cool, Jeff. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about there. that. Keep us keep us up on the deal. Keep us up on the deal. We uh, will. Chris is really excited. The driver she replaced was like. Six three two forty, and she's like five foot nothing, one hundred and thirty pounds. So it's a qu quite a change in the cockpit. Uh, the car is going to be faster <laughs> uh, instantly because of the hundred plus pound lighter driver. So well, uh, it's a, it's a seven O Pro Index. You know, it's like uh, it's like Super Comp only really fast. Yeah, and no, no that's awesome. Make sure that there's roll bar padding around around the head and the roll. Oh yeah, it's got the ISP pads and everything up there, and to get to keep her keep her hip centered in the seat and uh, take up the room in the small of her back and all that. I got to thank Dennis Taylor for uh, the advice he gave us for putting the uh, pour in seat. If you're doing a pour in seat, they make a couple of different varieties. I'm telling you, the one Dennis Taylor at Taylor Motorsports sells is a really good one, and it was really simple. And uh, I think with you read the directions two or three times and call Dennis when you're done, just like he wrote his cell phone number on the paper. And um, it was awesome. And uh, Bobby Cottrell is an amazing fabricator. And to watch him do what he did before we got to put the seat in the car was uh, was pretty cool. So awesome. We had a great day. Here we go. Excellent. All right, Bobby Graham, words of wisdom. All right. To all you folks that are thinking about selling that townhouse that you're in and you're going to move to the country, that's ever so inviting to go to the country, okay? Consider these words of wisdom. The tractor that you need to work the place, stay away from that well-affordable tractor that's sitting on the side of the road. They're there for a reason. Go buy you a new one. Use it sell it you're done because when you finish with all the fix-ups that you got they always need it always the little ones turn into a full-blown rebuild seem like and if you think the parts for your caddy is expensive buy them for a tractor and that's my words of wisdom wow i didn't know that tractors were very expensive i didn't know that oh makes sense makes sense, <laughs> makes sense man big machine big price big yeah. big parts yeah. That maintenance like caterpillar gold move to the country, enjoying lamb fries, all of that stuff. Uh, it doesn't really appeal to me. The whole, uh, you know, like if you build it, they will come move to Iowa deal. But a tractor, I guess, has to be involved, right? Like, how else do you work your land? You have to have a yeah, tractor. I hear it all the time. You know, I, I take care of 90 acres, is what I take care of, and I hear 90. it all the time. I'll, yeah, I wow. take care of 90 by myself, so I, that I is build not retirement. Hay. I take care of the ditches, the fences. That's why I'm busy all day. I don't get time to watch races. I don't come inside till it's dark. So 90 I, acres, 90, yeah, 90. Acres I sold 10. Like so I sold 10. So I only got 90 left. You're like a rancher. Well, you're not Bobby Graham. You're like, you're, no, you're we a, had a dairy farm. We had a dairy farm, beef cattle, both Yellowstone. <laughs> you are Bobby Graham is like real life Yellowstone. Bobby, have you branded anybody? Uh, only by accident. All right. 
<laughs> wow, that's and great. It, great. And it didn't great get the time. complete brand on there. It didn't stay still that long. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> Lamb Fries, it. Monica. There was a movie. I forget uh, the movie, but Lamb Fries were a big thing. All right, so here's something interesting I did. We're going to do, you know, unboxing videos are very big out there in the world of the YouTube. People love to see unboxing oh, yeah. videos. Oh, yeah. And so we're going to unbox. I'm going to unbox something that I got. Uh, the other day I was watching the, the Twitter and I saw someone complaining that NHRA had made a complaint about them, uh, something about copyright infringement or something, whatever. So I'm like, well, what is this about? So I went on there and it's like an eBay kind of thing of uh, motorsports. And this person is a collector and they have all this different stuff. And so I was scrolling through their stuff and I saw something that I absolutely <laughs> Like, I, I can't leave that on there. I can't leave that on there. And so I scooped it up for 15 bucks. And this is Drag Racing Collectible What's on in the box? for $15. Good job. That's a good one, Bobby Graham. Good job, and Bobby. I want everybody, to, I want everybody to, to determine whether, whether or not for $15. Come on. What's in the box? What's in the box? Good purchase. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry, audio only people. 95. Wow. It is a red NHRA Winston Drag Racing 1995 Champion Division 6. Wow. Division 6. That's What's good. Six? Do you know what division that is, Joe? Where is that? Yeah, that's the North, uh, Northwest. That's the Northwest. Northwest. Yeah. How crazy, drag racers, is this that I was able to locate? Okay, so the collectability of this. Oh, I'm wow. If you there wanted to have go. that one. Yeah. Look, you got a Winston. Oh. Dude, Jeff's, Jeff's taking a. Jeff, take, yeah. He's he he What is that? It's a race winner. Yeah. Well, you can see. What year is that, Jeff? 1985. 85. So that's considerably older. They're yeah. both Winston hats. That is he a race sees winner. He's 1995 and raises you 10 extra years. <laughs> I, got, I got one back there from the world finals, too. Yeah, this is a division champion. That's a, that's a race winner. Yeah, they're a little yeah. bit. They're not saying one is better or worse than the other, but look, look That's at that Winston. Good one. Winston. So have, what makes it cool <laughs> is you have the Winston, which is collectible. You have yes. the fact that it's a champion hat. Like they, they all you, you, you got to earn this, man. You got to earn it. You can't buy it. You got to earn it. And it's up on some site for fifteen dollars. And then oh, finally, the if I'm buying a brand new hat. It's more than fifteen dollars. More than fifteen dollars. Yeah. Worth the money. Yeah. I've got an NHRA visor. Oh, and the thing is, I'll send you these <laughs> if you want them. Yeah. Not really, Bobby. Autograph too. Bobby. Bobby. Give it to me. Yeah, they were autographed. Whose autograph is on the Pontiac hat? Uh, Kyle Petty. Uh, you have to. I can't read them. I can't keep you decipher the hieroglyphics. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's Richard Petty. I think that's Richard over there on the left. Bobby, I got one of these too. Yeah, wow. that's the best hat of the thing. The Graham family uh, household Walker, Louisiana. Ah. See that? You thought I was joking about the farm, didn't you? Yeah, no, I, he's got oh, that. No, I knew, I knew it was real deal. I like it. So anyway, you guys approve of my uh, purchase? You think that's great? Oh, of course. That, that's a great good one. Purchase. That's a score right there. That yeah. would go right into Bedrock Collection right here. That's the thing. So it is going on eBay immediately for the <laughs> low, low price. <laughs> the low, low price of $100. Woo, it's a bargain. <laughs> Winston Division 6 champion hat. No, I think I scored on it. I don't know what I'm going to do. But, uh, Does it I'm, say what class? 
No, it doesn't Nothing on say the back. Oh, no, 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 any oh, other. Yeah, I think, Joe, do you have this, Joe? I, I just found this over here in my closet. AC Delphi Gator Nelson 2009 winner, some kind of winter hat. Nice 40th annual Gators is what it is. There you go. Well, that's cool. I got one, uh, Earnhardt's first year. He signed for me. Look at that. So Joe went shopping and found an old school hat. Very nice. Right. Uh, as I'm trying. Well, remember, I found it as a, an accident. 15 bucks. I'm, that's not bad. $15. PayPal that dude the money instantly. Some other guys had it in their cart. I snagged it from them. Oh. And now I've got this. Right. What am I going to do with it? I got a big pile of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I got a sack. Oh, look, pick a rick, pick a rick. Oh, I'm going to put the camera on that door. door. There's... Oh, look at that. Yeah, I'm trying to get him. Oh, yeah, he's there, got but... all, all kinds of autograph visors. Pickle Rick shy. Yeah, now there he is. There you're on, Pickle Rick. Show there us that go. hat. Wow, that yeah. thing is Don Garlitz. Is that Don Garlitz yeah, right in the middle? Happy birthday, Don Big Garlitz. Daddy. What's up, Pickle Rick? That thing can't have hold he's one muted. more autograph. No. Yeah, it wow. can right under the NHRA logo. There's a little Should room. I bring my jacket wow, out. I had time this year. Listen, okay. The Tony Stewart jacket. The Tony Stewart jacket with all the teams on Tony Stewart's teams all signed my jacket. What this year? Yeah, last year. That happened. That happened in. Uh, oh man. Okay, so now got, it's collecting uh, the challenge. Tony Scott signed Kaleta. it on the front, and then uh, Matt Hagen's team signed it, and then Leah's team signed it. All, all right. So I might as well tell you, since this is yeah. happening organically, I might as well tell you about my great concept for a game show, which is like the collectible challenge, right? Or two. <laughs> Two race fans or people come together and they each bring a super collectible and they present it and it's like a battle, like it's like a rap battle, but with your super collectible and it's a challenge. And, uh, you know, either there's a panel of judges. I'm trying to work out the deal. Either there's a panel of judges, which I think there is a panel of judges that will determine the winner or uh, or what. And now I, the only thing is I don't I, I kind of want the loser to have to give the collectible to the winner. Oh, I got some no. stuff I could give up. No. Here we go. And, and I'd Thanks. only bring to the show. I'm gonna pull a low on you. <laughs> Nobody what? Do, it right? somewhere. Nobody's gonna do that. This isn't, I'm, you know, that just sounds like pinks, but with uh, collectibles. Yeah, I'll play. <laughs> How about this one? I got my like Joe knows drag racing. I got one of those Joe Motto pin. All good stuff. But anyway, there you go. There you go. All right, guys. That's uh, pretty my much it. We're down on the, we're down. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Wow. That is a hat, pin, hat, pin hat that's too heavy to wear. How long has Sears Point been going? Like 55 yeah. years? Here's the 25th anniversary right here. For you audio only, folks, El Pickle Rick is back <laughs> in on it now. He's got El Ashley Force photographs and autographs from when she was uh, a young gal. Back. <laughs> the, the hero cards are coming out, man. Ooh, look out. Dragster Jeff's hat represents a thousand dollars in hat pins. <laughs> a bunch. They're, 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 like, they're like 20 so, bucks, fifteen dollars. Yeah. Oh, I've happy. got a huge box full of hat pins over 12 here. Twelve bucks. So when we work a national event, at the end of the event, we get a hat pin, right? That's like part of the deal. And they bring us the hat pin. And you get a hat pin. And I'm like big into it. I have thousands of hats. I have thousands. But I got like, you know, 50 of them now. 70 of them. 
and I put them in. Last year, they did a bad job of distributing the hat pins, and so I missed a bunch of races, which is annoying. So I'm going to have to go back and get all the hat pins from the race. Uh, AJ is now collecting hat pins. Oh, no. Lord help me. <laughs> oh, no. So it's as big. Yes. Swamp Rat 30. The inaugural Hot Rod Reunion. Speed Limit 300. I see that one. <laughs> wow. I got some good ones. My First favorite in the fives. My favorite hat pin, Al Segrini, the Super Brute Firebird. And the best thing about it is my dad was talking to Al, and Al said, wait a second. And this is you know, 1984 or something. I'm a little kid. I'm 11, I guess, at that time. And he comes back out, and he pokes me in the, in the chest with something, and it was the hat pin. And he just gave it to me. Al wow. gave me the hat pin. And uh, hats, and he like loaded us up with swag, posters and hats, Fabergé racing, nice. and we walked out of there like Al Segrini fans for life. It cost <clears throat> him a couple of bucks, and that's it. We were Al Segrini for life, and that's part of, part of the reason that the WFO Dragster Jeff is the WFO Radio Patreon pin on one of your things. Yes, it is. It's on my hat. It's on the hat I wear every day, actually. See, and that's why the Patreon. I've got my track announcer guild pin too. Do you have one of those? I do. Wow, yeah, you I have one too. I didn't know that you were track announcer guild, Dexter Jeff. Oh yeah, I was a member like in uh, '99 to 2011 or something. I used to announce at Famosa Raceway all the time, and then there's too many race cars. There wasn't time to announce. That's it. <laughs> rather race than announce. Always rather race yep. than announce. Uh, all right, guys. Great job. Great job, Sue Morris. Uh, final thought from you. Well, you know, it's that time of year. It sounds like uh, Christmas, but it's uh, prepping race cars, going over the list, checking everything two, three, and four times. And if you look at my arms, which I'm not going to show them, it looks like I got in a battle with a cat. And why is that? <laughs> it's because of those lovely ties, the zip, zip ties. ties. Yes. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I look like I've been through a battle, you know, as Dave laughs at me. He's like, no means no. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, so we are we are down to fine tuning and uh, getting ready to uh, take the Roadster off the lift, move it to the other side of the shop and take the 68, the red car, a.k.a. my car. Yeah. And head that nice. over to the over to the lift so we can uh, finish that up, get the undercarriage. Because I said, if I can clean the roadster on the lift, why can't I clean the 68 on the lift? So we're doing the swap. And uh, so, yeah, get, getting the cars ready and uh, getting closer. So uh, the uh, 68 gets uh, gets its uh, chassis certification in a couple weeks. So wow. uh, got to make sure it's back. To my, like, like I said, checking the list. Right. Checking it twice and uh, not finding out who's naughty or nice, but at least finding out, making sure we got everything covered. So uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, what I will say. So we're getting excited. That's awesome. No, I'm super excited about it, too. And, uh, yeah, safety first. Go over everything, nose to tail. Make sure everything is perfect and clean. And, and obviously, you guys have got a very uh, good, uh, you know, system over there with all the cars and, and, and whatnot, get that roadster ready and everything. Excellent. Giovanni, Miami, got anything you want to add before we uh, part ways? Yeah. I found out what lamb fries are, are is lamb testicles. Oh. Just so you know, Ew. 
Yeah, no, it was, it was, thanks for that. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know. I don't think you knew what it was. No, I know it's from a movie. You got, you uh, got it, a, yeah, from funny Farm, Chevy Chase. Funny Farm. That's it. Yeah. Wow. You guys got a Funny Farm reference. I dropped it in on there. And uh, Giovanni does his producer thing and goes and gets to the bottom of it. Way to go, Gia. <laughs> Just to wrap it all up, all right. W S O Lamb. Monica fries. says yuck. Megan says the more you know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, a little lamb fry. Uh, maybe yeah. Chevy Chase goes there. He orders the lamb fries. He's eating the lamb fries. He's like, mm, these are good. He, and then they he, him, he, he breaks the record for eating the most lamb fries, and then he spits it out when he finds out what they are. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of the movie, though, honestly. Funny Farm. But now I remember. It was a good one. Matt wants to know, zip tie cutter, Sue? Like, he's Matt's questioning, like, what's the, the stuff going on? No, it's when you're reaching in because we get everything. So it is looking brand spanking new again so we can check every weld. And the problem is, is you're reaching in between the bars and everything all of a sudden. Those little ties, you just don't. When see you cut them. those, you have to take a file and just smooth them off, or you'll bleed like an old man. Jeff, do you know how many zip ties are on the car? Yeah, just take <laughs> it. Just takes a couple quick rubs with the same file you use on your fingernails. You just yeah. got to take the sharp edges off. Uh, Jeff, you know, am I doing that? No, that's good advice. Am I doing that like when I apply the zip tie? Like, is that part yeah. of the zip tie? Yeah, you cut it. You just rub it. You just give it a little rub with a file or a, a, a fingernail file. One of those little black ones that's is coarse and fine. The coarse one just takes care of them, and then you don't bleed when you're when you're buckling in your daughter. That's a great note, <laughs> Matt. Well, those ones are good. Ma Matt, you're muted. Unmute yourself. Or, I got you. Or you buy a, a pair of zip tie cutters, which you actually put them in. You squeeze the handle which pulls the zip tie tight and then on the other handle it cuts it off right at the flush yeah right flush yep mm. and you don't need a file we, we have some of those too but you know it's it's all the ones around the chassis that we don't what it does i've experienced the but but listen i've experienced that getting cut by the zip tie and uh i don't like it so no, no. well preparation all right excellent guys well everyone thank you so much Two hours, two minutes. Giovanni has given me the signal. Perfect. But uh, I think it was excellent work. Excellent work. We're getting closer, guys. Remember, this week we got Alan Reinhardt. We've got White Alligator Racing. We've got Michael Heiner. Only for the Patreons, by the way. The launch of a new show on WFO Patreon for the, like, the first time ever. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and remember, everybody out there who's listening audio only on Ignition, you too can join Patreon and have access to the ignition show possibly you can certainly um be a part of the show and you'll be able to hear it from heiner and ask some questions of a current race winning pro stock crew chief and formula one enthusiast uh who is very knowledgeable so that'll be kind of cool later on this week all right guys thank you so much i'm gonna start kicking you all out peace out there you go dragster jeff good job w appreciate you wfo w everybody have a great week wfo Thanks. guys Gals. Bobby Graham's got the best microphone in the business, of course. Uh, Matt Clark from Australia in the Upside Down. He's going to continue to watch the rest of the game. It's 24 to nothing. Way to go, Matt. Back to work, Matt. Come on now. You're making us jealous. Okay. My job's working then. <laughs> there he is. 
Matt wearing we didn't his work WFO today. Gear. So I mean, no. you know, you're giving Matt a hard time. We didn't work. We didn't work. We didn't work at all today. Uh uh-uh. I worked. It is Dr. Oh, Martin Luther King's now, day. But, but uh, you know, like there was no taking off today. I, I was I, I did what I do every day. Try to advance the ball in the WFO universe. And this is work. You just worked. You created high level entertainment. Working now, but but this yeah. is uh, yeah. you know, is it work if you don't get paid? <laughs> you get paid. You don't get paid in money, but you get paid in something so much more valuable, which is the admiration of an audience. Yeah. They love no, you. You know what? Coming out here is like is like going to see the therapist for me. <laughs> Joe Rose used to always say that. That doing a talk show is like a therapy session. That you come yeah. out relaxed and you kind of puked out everything you had to say. Uh, I was listening to Joe Rose on the Dolphins call. Jimmy Suffalo is so bad, though, Gio. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my God. He's terrible. When the game ended, like, they didn't even tell you. Like, they didn't get it, and the game was kind of over for the Dolphins, and they didn't, like, make a any kind of call about, like, well, oh, the Dolphins are going to – that's going to be the end of the game. They're going to lose. They just, like, sat there and groaned. <laughs> Is it the dark or what? Yeah, exactly. Bobby Graham, hell yeah, it is just retire and find out. Work, that is. <laughs> 24-0, you kidding, end of the third pick, Rick. Yeah, man, Brady, it's terrible stuff. Maybe we don't want him, Gio. <laughs> Maybe we don't want him. Right? Like, I don't know, man. Tom Brady should be able to put up a touchdown, bro. We got to figure this thing out. All right, uh, Gio, Sue, great job. Thank you. WFO, y'all. There goes Sue, and there goes Gio. I think she was going to say, have a great week, everybody, and I certainly will. And to everybody out there, thank you very much. What a show. What a show. I'm happy everybody liked my Winston Drag Racing 1995 champion Division Six hat. Super excited. What's coincidental is that this is the year that I won my track championship, so it's even connected to me. Now, I do not advocate for Winston cigarettes for you kids out there. Stay away from the cigarettes, kids. Very bad. Bad stuff. We didn't know at the time. We didn't know. I, you know, I didn't know. We didn't know. Hey, can I have some cigarettes? Sure, kid. They're for my dad. Whatever. Okay. But, you know, the sport would not be where it is today. And so seeing a Winston Drag Racing collectible, I think I had to have it. Especially for 15 bucks. We knew. Everyone knew. I don't know that everybody knew, Matt. But whatever. It says Gio. All right, guys, remember, Marvin Rodak, RodaksCoffeeAndGrills.com, the hot sauces, the spice rubs, the coffee, the tools, the grilling tools, all kinds of good stuff. Call Marvin, 817-924-6821. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, the Dragster Adventure. Sam Tech, become a machinist. You young people out there, like, what a great way to get involved in racing is to be a machinist and actually be necessary. Bernie Speed Shop, Ocala, Florida. Did you see the Ford GT that they just got at Bernie's? Let's buy it. Let's pull all of our resources together. We're going to take what you got, and we're going to take what I got, and we're going to put it all together in one big pile. There's another movie quote. A reference without a movie. Bernie's.com. Phillips Connect. Foggit. Foggit is one that I think everybody should have. And everybody in the WFO universe needs to order Foggit. Go to Foggit.com, FTIPerformance.com, Total Seal Piston Rings. All greatly helpful to WFO. Stubo says, woohoo! Finally, on the board. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Stubo says, I like the camel. Wow, that's heavy stuff right there. All right, we'll see y'all later in the week. WFO, hit that archive.
This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies. And yes, occasionally there is talking after the show, just like the Engine Performance Expo.